Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not any fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> Unfortunately, today, we did not hear what we needed to hear. We didn't hear, I condemn white hate ideology. We heard, the nation must condemn it. It's the little things and language and messaging that matters. Listen to me, baby, that's all you gotta do. The president said that we will fly our flags at half-mast until August 8th. That's 8-8. The numbers 8-8 are very significant in neo-Nazi and white supremacy movement. The letter H is the eighth letter of the alphabet. And to them, the numbers 8-8 together stand for Heil Hitler. So we're going to be raising the flag at dusk on 8-8. You are fake news. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. Very fake news. Gag free over here. Get your party. You are a terrific team on all counts. Uh, all right, go, go. Five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best you can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. It is the most predictable shocker of all time. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, don't lean off. We have to see your shocked face. I know. I'm sorry. Get it I've, prepped and I've ready. I misplaced my tiny dog, but I don't care about him anyway, so Shocked face. Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein is dead by reported suicide in federal prison. Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> Many people speculate, understandably so, that it was uh, an assisted suicide. Who is the assistant? That is the big question on Twitter this weekend, uh, despite the suppression efforts of certain hashtags trending. You know, I was actually impressed. Yesterday, Clinton side and Clinton body count trended on Twitter for most of the afternoon before they yeah. took care of it. Until and then it, was it was replaced with Trump body count, yeah. We'll go through all the facts and oddities. Uh, meanwhile, this week, after the shootings from last weekend, Trump disavows white supremacism. And then, uh, surprise, surprise, it's good enough for nobody who uh, opposes him politically in the media or, or politicians themselves. MSNBC, as you heard in the intro there, goes totally insane in their response. Some of the craziest comments I've ever heard, including secret code language about August 8th, which is Hitler Day, I mean, Trump don't raising. you throw a big party every Hitler day? Now that I know, I suppose we'll have to make an annual tradition out of it. We will 420, make it a... <laughs> 8 everyone yeah. knows. And, and as a result of the shooting incidents from last weekend, I see media outlets everywhere fully praising foreign censorship and gun control efforts, specifically in New Zealand. Why can't the U.S. just take away rights like New Zealand does? Come on, guys. Um, Let's do it. And unfortunately... It appears that Trump is cracking a bit on the gun control front, unless it's another 4D chess move. But I'm uh, I'm not happy about some of the things I hear coming out of the president. No, he's he's going to bitch out on this. I'm pretty sure. I really hope not. He, he could lose me if he uh, if he goes the wrong way on this one. Uh, 
But maybe not, because I'll realize the alternative is Joe Biden, who gaffed harder than he's ever gaffed before in Iowa this past week. At least four different occasions. Did you hear the one about um, that poor kids are just as talented as white kids? That one's, that's a good one. That one's, we'll we'll remember that one. That one was Whoops. Congressman Joaquin Castro doxes Trump supporters in his district. Was it doxing? Was it not? There's a debate there, but whatever he's doing is not good for the country. We'll go through the details. And he can't even explain himself on MSNBC. Why did you do it? Oh, I don't know. Raising awareness or some such nonsense like that. And then we'll close with hoax hate. Uh, At least I suspect hoax hate that a few people emailed me. Thank you for that. Could it be that another home was burned down for the virtue points? Yes. Possibly. Did you review the case? It has some oddities. Yeah. We'll go, we'll go through them. And of course, there's a terribly drawn swastika, so you can look forward to that. And of course, we'll take Super Chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good low-down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. One of the many things we have over there of course, is special deals from listener-owned businesses. This week, our featured business is uh, our newest sponsor, and that's Charity Swipes. Charity Swipes is a huge supporter of the show, and they have excellent services for business owners, just like Square or PayPal. Charity Swipes provides credit card processing solutions for businesses, giving you an easy way to process customer payments through your phone, point of sale, or website. Nice. The the benefits of using Charity Swipes uh, versus Square or PayPal are twofold. First, Charity Swipes charges much lower fees to process your cards, meaning you keep more of your own money in your pockets. Charity Swipes, in fact, is so confident in their low fee structure that if they can't lower your current processing costs, they'll give you a check for 200 bucks. Sweet deal. So uh, on top of saving you money, they also donate 30% of their company profits to charities every year. Charities like the Wounded Warrior Project and the Gary Sinise Foundation, so you know you're helping support great causes. Listeners of this show can get a free uh, setup with a free card reader by visiting charityswipes.com slash MC. Every sign up helps support our show. So if you own a business and want to help yourself and us, go check them out as well as the rest of our awesome deals from uh, our friendly listener owned businesses, including uh, Sonoran Defense Technologies, Phoenix Ammunition and Flyover States. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals for listeners by listeners veterans you say but what do they feel about indian street dogs <laughs> well would they you know i i believe you'll have to talk to our friend cameron at charity swipes but if you sign up with charity swipes you get to choose the charity beneficiary Ooh. so you could benefit indian street dogs uh future blonde website maybe we'll run on that plan uh anyway a few um announcements next week is a rare blonde Blonde missing the show week. It happens maybe once a year. Yes, Uh, I am taking a vacation to Europe with my wonderful husband. We're very excited. We've been planning it for a long time. So I decided to not do the Sunday show. I will be doing the first Wednesday show. Yes. So this upcoming Wednesday um, on a very low quality microphone. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, And that's a good opportunity to remind myself that the and the audience that the call in show for Wednesday, the 21st will be canceled because I am taking a a trip as well. So we're good for this. We take an annual vacation. Um, Yeah, I don't the last time I missed the show was probably my honeymoon. It's been yeah, it's been about a year, I I think. Um, And so Lauren, uh, Lauren Chen, also known as Roman Millennial, she will fill in and we will have a fun show next week. 
I thought for sure, I didn't know if I could reveal to the audience what your plans were, where you're going, but I was just going to go with, uh, you're leaving. You're not going to be on the 18th show. <laughs> what? You don't want me? I can't do the joke. Oh, okay. Fine. Oh, the joke was you're not going to be on the 18th show because you're prepping for your big day on the 19th that Rose McGowan has been, you know, you're working hard on the 19th. You I got am. a big, big, important project coming up on the 19th that you I need do. to prep for. So you can't be in on the 18th. No, the I'm not going to. All women of their rights. I'm going to pull a Joaquin Castro and give out a bunch of personal information about where you're going. Just trying to set up a stupid joke. That's all. I'm sorry. Paranoid. Uh, we had a, a listener meetup in Honolulu. Whoa. That's pretty cool. And uh, they made sure I noticed the choice of beer. I like the Coors Light. And I like the Hawaiian shirts. The very like Jim it. Hopper, Stranger Things-esque yeah. Hawaiian shirts. Some handsome fellas. Yes. That. Uh, so we're always glad to see pictures from listener meetups. Uh, if you're interested in meeting fellow listeners in your area, uh, you can find the link to the, uh, sign up to put your contact information in the system and see the spreadsheet of everybody who's looking to meet fellow listeners. That's linked in the description. It's also on the new community page on the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash community. You can find it there. Uh, so glad you guys had fun, uh, in Honolulu. That's always cool to see. And thanks for sending us a picture. This, uh, immediately after we got off the air on Sunday, talking about the Dayton shootings and the El Paso shootings, I saw, I think I saw this through Styx, who had tweeted it at me, brought it to my attention. Uh, our friend Jared Holt, who, of course, we know him as what? He's the creature from the Estrogen Lagoon. He's the professional hall monitor. He is the actual Soros shill over at Right Wing Watch, the guy who makes a career out of associating people with white supremacy yeah. and Nazis and racism, the guy whose job it is to smear people on behalf of Soros-funded progressive think tanks or charities or whatever it is that they operate. Who unironically wears scarves. Yes. That is Jared Holt. It turns out that Jared Holt has some association with the Dayton shooter. At least the Dayton shooter was a, a fan of Jared Holt, according to Twitter. So Jared Holt, of course, had been accusing uh, Mike Cernovich and, um, and what's the other guy's name? Alexander Ali, or, or it's at Ali on Twitter. Yeah. Anyway, uh, accusing them of having some known association with, with the El Paso shooter. Lo and behold, uh, some, some work over at the Ralph retort here. He went digging and looking at maybe potential connection to the Dayton shooter with Jared Holt and the Dayton shooter had been liking and retweeting Jared Holt tweets. Oh, oh no. And you know, I, this is just holding him to his own standard. That's yeah. the beauty of it. Do I think Jared Holt inspired the Dayton shooter? No, of course not. But the Dayton shooter appeared to appreciate Jared, Jared Holt's work. And oh, would... we should absolutely crucify him and ruin his career and his reputation for this. Did you remember what they were saying about Martin Sellner because he got an anonymous donation oh, from that's the Christchurch right. yeah. shooter like a yeah. year and a half before the shooting? They they were saying that he had close ties to the shooter. This is way more direct. Um, PewDiePie also. Who else? Candace Owens was implicated in the same way. They go by this standard all the time that if you that if someone who did something bad appreciated your work, your work is responsible for the bad yeah, act that they committed. Exactly. And then like yeah. that guy, I think Jared Holt actually commented on this uh, or tweeted about it. That guy that um, killed a black homeless guy with a machete was subscribed to like five channels. And I was one of the channels. That's right. I remember that. And yeah. then um, so I was implicated for that, even though I've never talked about political violence. And I mean, 
except and for we, all the right wing death squad stuff I said two weeks ago. Um, but I mean, if this, is, if this is going to be their standard, uh, we should absolutely eviscerate these people for this. I mean, we should be using Alinsky tactics. And it appears Jared Holt does care about this because he deleted the tweets of his that the, the shooter had interacted with. The shooter's account is now uh, banned or suspended on Twitter, I believe. But prior to that suspension, Jared Holt had deleted the tweets that the, the shooter had retweeted or liked. And then he also blocked the shooter's account, forcing an unfollow. Yeah, not so fast enough. That- We're on you, bitch. Yeah, and there are screenshots of all of this. I appreciate the people who got those screenshots because at the end of the day, the next time Jared Holt tries to make this stupid association argument, remember this page, bookmark it. And I, I, I don't know if he has defended himself against this association, but I want to hear him make a defense for himself that does not simultaneously defend everyone he has smeared no, using he, the same reasoning. Jared Holt, what I will say about him is he knows how to play the game on the left. And he, like like a good leftist, will try to bury this, will never mention this again until it blows over. So it's our responsibility to constantly hound him. But he does block you after one one transgression. So he would be oh, he's like, never tweeting. blocked me seriously. Cause he would no. be tweeting about me. I, I like call him a faggot or something. I don't even remember <laughs> blocked forever after that. And he would still continue to tweet about me. Hmm. God, I hate this guy so much. We should just drag him through the coals for this by his own standard. He deserves some harsh scrutiny yeah. by his own standard. He inspired a killer. You've got it's blood on your hands. Jared, you blood Holt. on your hands. You hear Jared? me? When will you learn? When will you disavow and repent and disavow. come to terms with the, the terror that you've caused the world? Yep. And okay. fog yourself, get on your knees. Well, he's used Not to in the way you like. <laughs> Thanks for the setup. Uh, okay. Let's just get into it. The, the topic of the weekend. Uh, I got some messages yesterday and, and it, the first news I saw of it was people DMing me on Twitter. I looked at my phone. I thought, yeah, I, uh, all right. Uh, yeah. I, I saw that one coming. I'm going to move along with the rest of my Saturday. Now. Yeah, for real. Yeah. My husband woke up and he was like, oh, Jeffrey Epstein's dead. I'm like, yeah, it sure is. It's like, it was like the most unsurprising thing. And when during the suicide attempt, we should go back and listen to our segment at some point because I'm pretty sure both of us were like, yeah, this dude's uh, going to get whacked soon. Hmm. Well, I saw I saw lots of people reposting their tweets claiming the same thing and i'm kind of thinking in my head like yeah i mean good for you but also uh, come on it's the easiest easiest, shot call of all time so i don't want to pat myself on the back for what everyone saw coming the question is what the hell actually happened here and i'm confused about what is fact and what is speculation me too though and then there were some new developments like 30 minutes before the show the autopsy report is inconclusive at this point i mean i guess there's going to be more to come but they still ruled it a suicide which i find very yeah, as, suspicious. as far as the medical examiner is concerned, there is no official cause of death released right now. Oh, so it's not uh, inconclusive. It's just there's no cause of death. Released. It's just they haven't named it yet. It says the cause of death was pen- pending. F- oh, weird. Okay, here's the first sentence. New York City's chief medical examiner performed an autopsy on the body of Jeffrey Epstein Sunday, but said the cause of death was, quote, pending further information at this time. So that's odd because that doesn't say to me, listen, we completed the autopsy. We're compiling our report. We'll put the report out. Uh, soon pending further information that means that they could not possibly have classified as a suicide in any kind of official capacity at this point in time Um, okay i guess let's go through the facts everybody at this point is pretty up to speed but i'm hearing a lot of people say that he was on suicide watch this new york times article that we're going to talk about said that he was not on suicide watch and i think that either way it's it's still very fishy but 
Um, Friday night in a protective housing unit in the federal jail in lower Manhattan. Jeff Epstein was alone in a cell only 11 days after he had been taken off of a suicide watch. Hmm. So just that morning, thousands of documents, and we'll get into this a little bit later, from a civil suit had been released providing lurid accounts accusing Mr. Epstein of sexually abusing scores of girls. He was supposed to have been checked by two guards in the protective housing unit every 30 minutes, but that procedure was not followed that night. A law enforcement official with knowledge of his detention said that's too nonspecific for me to trust. Do we know how long the gap was? Have you seen that? Uh, no, I haven't seen. Hmm. I haven't seen that. But they just said it uh, like if the official statement is that protocol wasn't followed. OK. In addition, because Mr. Epstein may have tried to commit suicide three weeks earlier, he was supposed to have had another inmate in his cell, two officials said. But the jail had recently transferred his cellmate and allowed Mr. Epstein to be housed alone, a decision that also violated the jail's procedure. At 6.30 a.m. on Saturday, guards doing morning rounds found him dead in his cell. He apparently had hanged himself. And and have they said officially what he used to do it? I have read read a sheet, which I don't think he was supposed to have, but I haven't seen any official report about the mechanism. Uh, The disclosures about these seeming failures in Mr. Epstein's detention at the Metropolitan Correctional Center deep in questions about his death and are very likely to be the focus of inquiries by the Justice Department and the FBI. So, I mean, if he wasn't on suicide watch, I mean, I don't know that that really changes anything for me. Why? From what, from my understanding, when they put a suspect on suicide watch after an event like uh, a parole hearing goes badly or a family member dies, then they'll, they'll take you off the suicide watch, like within a reasonable period of time, because it's, it's associated with like an acute event. But somebody that previously tried to commit suicide, why was he off of suicide watch? If he was, I mean, yeah, I've and also sui- read a lot of reports that he was on suicide watch. Suicide watch or not, they're admitting clearly that protocol was broken. So the question is who and why? And when you have someone of this much wealth and power involved with so many other people of wealth and power, it's not a conspiracy theory to wonder what motivated these uh these prison personnel to break protocol. Was it a simple mistake for, as you said, the probably the most significant prisoner in the country at the moment? No, absolutely you, not. You and they're like, we're who, understaffed. Yeah. We're understaffed. It's like, you can't conjure two around the clock prison guards to make sure that this dude doesn't whack himself. And there's just no way. I mean, this has made a conspiracy theorist of all of us. I think people on the left and the right can agree. Like there's no freaking way. This, this guy is one of those life. that it's like the, this, the story as reported just doesn't really meet the smell test. There has to be more to the story. Maybe we'll get more information because apparently William Barr, the attorney general wants an investigation of this, but I worry, I think what like everybody worries about, done. this is just going to, is this the worst case scenario is, is this going to be buried and everybody who is implicated by Epstein just gets to go free? And, and, that's yeah. that's kind of what I wonder, especially pursuant to, to some of the new information that just came out. You've got these claims of what eight year olds basically being sold into some kind of sexual relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, a whole bunch of high profile figures implicated in the, the documents to this civil suit. And if if he's dead and the civil suit doesn't go anywhere, does everybody who's mentioned in this suit just walk? Is that they just I don't know. I don't know if away? anything's going to come to fruition. But, you know, because he was clearly murdered, I'm thinking that this is going to be like Las Vegas or the fire at Notre Dame. It's like we're never going to find out what happened here. Everybody that's been raping all these kids, they're just going to get off scot-free. And I used to think like the Epstein thing stopped at the upper echelon of 
media and and the political realm. But now I'm thinking that it goes like like straight to the top, like the world's richest families. I just think that this is such a huge thing that such powerful people were implicated. I mean, when I first heard about this, I was like, all right, um, they paid the guards a few hundred thousand dollars to um, wipe the security cameras and to let another inmate in there to murder him. Like an inmate Mm. that could get pled down or something like that. Um, Or, I mean, everybody hates pedophiles. If if you're a pedophile in jail, you do really badly. You get murdered. Like Jeffrey Dahmer got murdered. Um, And so that was my initial reaction. But then I was like, it would be much easier for one of the guards to have done it. Can you, uh, you've, you've got a summary on the civil suit documents here. Can we go through these just so people understand the new allegations and implications that were raised just this week, right? It was just a few days ago. It was right ago. before the suicide. Um, so these documents among the most expansive sets of materials publicly disclosed in the 13 years since Mr. Epstein got that, well, was charged with the sex crimes and got a sweetheart deal, include depositions, police incident reports, photographs, receipts, flight logs, and even a memoir written by a woman who says she was a sex trafficking victim of Mr. Epstein and his acquaintances, and it's incredibly damning. Hmm. The documents were filed as a part of a defamation lawsuit in federal court that Virginia, uh, I don't know how to say this last name, is it Giffrey? Uh, brought in 2015 uh, against Ghislaine Maxwell, Mr. Epstein's longtime companion and confidant. Ms. Maxwell and the others settled the lawsuit shortly before the trial was to begin in 2017. Um, it, it's just super damning, like, they would use all these code words for sex and it's all, it's all the stuff that we've, um, that we've heard about before. But what I found more damning even than that, uh, I haven't heard about any specific person implicated besides Prince Andrew. Have you? I thought I heard, um, wasn't it, weren't there high profile democratic politicians? Like, yeah, but it's all been non-specific Bill Richardson. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I haven't heard anything that really surprised me. We already knew about Prince Andrew, Hmm. but this is what I had more of an interest in because it's generally been believed that he was into girls around 14 to 17. Um, But what's been released recently is a message pad taken from Jeffrey Epstein's Palm Beach mansion in 2005. Um, It has all of these messages. One of the messages is from his doctor telling him how to treat an STD. And then there's another message that says from from somebody he has a teacher for you to teach you how to speak russian she is hmm. two times eight years old lessons are free and you can have first today if you call me back so people are saying like um he's talking about delivering two eight-year-olds for sex which i think is a really fair reading of that message and oh, a lot is this of them, in the in the daily mail here i couldn't find it in the new york times so yeah I'm, it's in the daily okay. mail yeah um it's just it seems like he was that this friend, this pedophile friend, Brunel, was procuring two eight-year-old girls for Epstein to sexually abuse. He's just trying to expand his language uh, skills and understanding. Common. So I think that this is a lot more depraved and goes a lot higher and deeper and wider than we even yeah, and we're all just supposed to wipe our hands and go, oh, well, <laughs> moving on. We'll never find out exactly what happened here, I suppose. I mean, the other complicating factor here that um, invites itself to all sorts of questions and theorizing is just how many people there are. It's just a volume question. Everybody references the Clintons and, you know, the connections are there, I suppose. But the, but there's so many more people. 
that unless you keep digging for the information here, I mean, it, it's it, take your pick on who would have a plausible motive to try to take out this guy. Um, everybody that has that has uh, used his procuring services, which I'm sure is a lot of people. And what I'm hearing a lot of people say is that it, this probably uh, he he uses his blackmail. You know, like Alan Dershowitz, like I just got a massage with you know my pants on or whatever. It's like. You know, you got jacked off by some 15-year-old, somebody videotaped you, and then he made you do all of this legal work. Holy cow, is that something. confirmed? I've actually not heard that until now. Well, he's, he claims he just got a massage, like, I think a naked massage or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, you, you say somebody, some young girl gave you a massage, like, you you clearly had sex with an underage girl. Like, I, I, like I'm supposed to believe this. The thing that pisses me off the most about this is that they must think we are so stupid. No, the security camera footage, schedule maintenance. Although well, I haven't seen the confirmation of that. Yeah, the footage I want to be clear about because there, there, there was this claim that the cameras malfunctioned or were turned off, and it was put up uh, put up by this uh, blue check reporter, Michael uh, Kodry. Kodry, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Anyway, uh, he put this tweet out: breaking alleged camera malfunction last night at uh, the the prison where Jeffrey. Epstein was locked up, but apparently nobody can verify this. So it's a claim that is unverified at this point. I'm not saying it's false, but we just don't know. I don't know what his source material. We're never going to know about this. Nobody's going to be implicated and people are just going to forget. It's like, we're not going to protect the children of our country. Like, what's the point of even having a country at this point? I don't know. I don't know, but uh, were you getting a lot of messages like "just be happy he's dead"? I got I got tons well, no, of messages I, like that. I it's haven't like, really talked about it. I've basically purposefully avoided this this story this weekend because it's like, yeah, I mean the whole thing just sucks. Like the the crimes alleged suck. The fact that we're not likely to get the truth of it suck. The, the sucks. The fact that if you start digging for the truth, you're probably going to be labeled some kind of conspiracy theorist. There's going to be a dominant media narrative that you're, to, you're expected to take on this, even if it doesn't make that much sense. And yeah, I think the end result is most of this probably goes away and there's no real justice for the people involved or for the people victimized by Jeffrey Epstein himself. It sucks. Right. The whole I thing mean, just sucks. So I stayed away from it. If co-conspirators were going to be implicated in the same way, irrespective of whether he was dead or alive, then I don't see why they would have gone through the trouble of having him killed. Well, uh, presumably he would, he was set to release more information. Like he, he would basically rat on them would be the yeah. fear. I, yeah. I would guess if I was that person. I mean, it's they like, clearly went to great lengths to get this done. There's like some you, mafia style. You mean they provided him with very strong sheets in his bed with which to hang himself. He's a sociopath and a, and a complete narcissist. Like, I just don't believe that he has the psychological profile of somebody that would do that. It just, I just don't believe it. I, hmm. I, no. Well, and then the la- we were talking about this before we went live, but the, the, the last quote unquote suicide attempt that we just talked about, what, two weeks ago, last week, Three I can't even remember ago. very recently his claim, Epstein's claim himself, was that someone was trying to kill him, was it not? It was reported yeah. as suicide attempt. He was found in the fetal position. Yeah, and he's he has said that somebody was trying to kill him. Okay. But he was isolated as well. Um, and if there were cameras in the cell and in the hallway, if they transported another inmate to kill him, you have to think that there would probably be some other video evidence of that of an inmate walking down the hallway they would have had to wipe multiple cameras you would think that one of two things would be true either there is footage of exactly what happened in which case 
either the release of the footage or an explanation of exactly what it shows would be great. Uh, or there is no footage of it. And that has more questions. Why would there not be cameras on him or did cameras malfunction? The cameras if malfunction. You can't, How if stupid you can't do they answer think we are? one of those kind of lines of questioning, then you're not really ever going to have a satisfactory answer on this. And that's a major bummer. A bummer. I mean, everybody should be incensed about this. Hmm. Well, it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it. I don't know what to say because that's what's frustrating about this story. There's just not a lot of the, the the quote unquote acceptable factual information that's being reported isn't particularly satisfactory. Doesn't seem to stand up to basic scrutiny, and the rest is just it's an all you can speculate buffet. You know, there's it's just take whatever you want, take whatever pieces of the the slight fact pattern that there are, and speculate away on who would have a motive to kill this guy. And uh, I've you know the, the whole thing just sucks. Guess who is in our live chat right now? Who's that? Sargon of Akkad. Really? Yeah. Sargon of Akkad, you mm. say. Come on the show. Sargon. I know. Actually, Open um, invitation. Yeah. No, we'd love to have you anytime. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we, can, we can schedule that privately sometime. But thank you for coming to hang out. We appreciate it. Anyway, uh, do you have anything more to say on this? I'm, I'm all done. Because I, I just no, I I don't mean, have anything to guess. I get really conspiracy it's not even a conspiracy but like i've gone deep with this one okay so what's your deepest before we move on what's your deepest cut what's your deepest theory you're not you're not gonna say it i don't it's too spicy i think it's too spicy yeah okay well you'll have to reach it's a, out it's a daily stormer take i don't think i can talk about it. <laughs> okay all right we'll we'll cut it there then <laughs> Speaking of the Daily Stormer, thanks for the transition. Uh, Trump makes it clear makes clear this week that he's no fan of the Daily Stormer because, of course, we had the El Paso shooting last weekend in which the shooter you know, specifically said, I didn't do this because of Trump, but we're going to ignore that part. And we're going to emphasize the part about being anti-immigration and wanting to preserve white identity and all that sort of stuff yeah. that we talked about last week. Well, of course, what have been the demands for Trump for weeks? You need to come out and disavow white supremacism and white nationalism and white hatred specifically. You need to stop winking and nodding at the alt-right. You need to be clear on this. So what does Trump do? He comes out on Monday morning and is about as clear as you possibly could be. I don't know what more he could have said. Here's a, here's a brief cut of what he had to say on Monday morning. The shooter in El Paso posted a manifesto online consumed by racist hate. In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. These sinister ideologies must be defeated. Hate has no place in America. Hatred warps the mind, ravages the heart, and devours the soul. To which all of his critics said, hey, good job. That's exactly what we wanted you to say. We've been asking for this for a long time. We appreciate it. Now we can move on. No, of course not. Uh, instead, all the talking heads said how this was insufficient. I don't have the clips, but Don Lemon said that uh, Trump's, Trump's disavowal rang hollow. Joe Biden said Trump has no moral leadership or interest in unite in uh, unifying language. And he said he has more in common with George Wallace than George Washington. And he says Trump enables white supremacists. Of course, the New York Times ran the headline this week that said Trump urges unity in the wake of tragedy or whatever. And leftists went after the New York Times to change their headline to say Trump calls out racism, but says nothing about guns because 
him not saying something is apparently a story. That's not editorializing at all. And this whole thing was silly. The reaction to Trump saying what they I agree all... with them, though. That was such a bullshit statement. So you don't think he was genuine? You think he was doing no, what I he mean, had this to do? Whole thing, I, I want somebody to talk about you know, hate has no place in this world, in this country. Of course it does. What about righteous <laughs> anger and hatred well, that's, as a that's motivating thing. factor? Of course it does. Even my hometown where my parents live have a stupid sign outside of town that says like hate has no hate has no home in this town. I thought, excuse me, I'll hate whatever I want in no. my own head. Like, don't. Right. I, I'm let's like, be clear. I'm not hate endorsing pedophiles. hate crimes. I'm not endorsing violating the rights of any, but no. the point is I can have whatever opinion in my head. And it's that a I want. natural human emotion. That's the antithesis yeah. of love. Like to act like the only love should exist. It's so, so retarded. It's like, I, I can't believe anybody's taking this stance. Anyway, it was just like boilerplate response to a white supremacist shooting. And the, la this is the thing too, though. It, even if I grant your point or I grant their point that he's saying what they're telling him to say and that he's basically putting up a line that someone else is writing for him that he didn't put forth himself. This is why, though, it's so this, the left is constantly complaining about not disavowing and and not apologizing. Why can't you just disavow? Why can't you just apologize? This is why. Because a guy can say exactly what you want him to say, and exactly what matter. you browbeat him into saying, and you don't care. In fact, you'll browbeat him more. Because you can never be satisfied. So that's the attitude is, why bother? Why would I try to appease the mob when the mob cannot be appeased? Instead, I should just give him the finger all the time. Yeah. Case in point, MSNBC goes flat out insane this week, these claims that they made on MSNBC uh, are, are, are totally crazy, even by that network's standards. Uh, here's a few highlights before we get to the craziest one that we heard in the intro. But Nicole Wallace said Trump wants to exterminate Latinos. Malcolm Nance said Donald Trump is directing Nazis and it's no different than ISIS. Uh, Mika Brzezinski. Sorry, I had Mike Brzezinski in the notes. Mika Brzezinski. <laughs> not Mike, uh, says Trump wants these shootings to happen. Here's what they were saying over on that network. President Obama used the power of the presidency mm -hmm. to try to pass comprehensive immigration reform with the Latino community, Latino leaders at the table. You now have a president, as you said, talking about exterminating right. Latinos. This country has had several of these mass incidents, but I think we're overdue for a Brevik-style real massacre of a political nature. And as Cynthia said, these people feel that they are the foot soldiers and executors of of what the disenfranchisement that the white race is feeling and Donald Trump is giving them subliminal orders in their head. They are no different than the mobilized, you know, self-starting radical, self-radicalized terrorists of ISIS here in the United States and Europe who take cars and drive down streets. Now we're going to talk about that in a little bit, yeah. but there are a lot of things he can do. But he won't. And so you have to ask the question, Joe, and I'll ask you, isn't, it okay to deduce that at this point this is what he wants he is inciting hatred inciting violence inciting racism if he doesn't unequivocally call it off and say this is wrong and he we stand did. together against this and we are doing <laughs> this this and this to help fight hate crime i mean this is a president who seems to want these things to happen I can't understand this. They're complaining about incitement to violence. Meanwhile, they're saying the most inflammatory shit possible. And I still don't think yeah. they're inciting violence. I think all of that is protected speech, albeit insane. But are they going to talk about Dayton too? 
No, I don't know. I don't watch MSNBC. I don't know how much they talked about it or not. But of course, that's that's what's interesting. It's not Elizabeth Warren inspires Dayton Shooter or left wing journalists inspire Dayton Shooter or Antifa inspires Dayton Shooter. Nobody cares about that. It's Trump inspires El Paso, even though if you bothered to read the manifesto like we did last week, the guy says it's not Trump who inspired me. I've been having these uh, thoughts and opinions for years before Trump. Mm -hmm. All of that still is comparatively sane to the most insane clip on MSNBC this week. Uh, This is uh, Frank Figlu... Figlu... I don't know. Can you give a stab at that name? Frank... Figlia Uzi. Figlia nope, Uzi? you're on your own. Okay. He said it was inappropriate. For, Trump ordered the flags uh, flown at half-staff, obviously, in, in memorial to the lives lost and those harmed uh, in the shootings last weekend. And then he said they're going to go back up on August 8th. We're going to fly them at half-staff until August 8th. This was secret Nazi code, according to this analyst. This is one of the most insane claims I've ever heard. Unfortunately, today, we did not hear what we needed to hear from that person that these extremists and unstable people look to. He spoke in the, in the uh, passive voice, in the collective voice. We didn't hear first person from him. We didn't hear, I condemn white hate ideology. We heard the nation must condemn it. So what happens is the extremists interpret what the president read off a script today as something he needed to say something he he didn't really want to say. So the president's either getting really good advice and rejecting it, or he's getting really bad advice. And and I'll give you an example of that. It's the little things and language and messaging that matters. The president said that we will fly our flags at half-mast until August 8th. That's 8-8. Now, I'm not going to imply that he did this deliberately, but I am using it as an example of the ignorance of the adversary that's being demonstrated by the White House. The numbers 8-8 are very significant in neo-Nazi and white supremacy movement. Why? Because the letter H is the eighth letter of the alphabet. And to them, the numbers 8-8 together stand for Heil Hitler. So we're going to be raising the flag back up uh, at dusk on 8-8. No one's thinking about this. No one's, no one's giving him the advice or he's rejecting the advice. So understand your adversary to counter the adversary. Okay. Uh, What is the logical conclusion here? Nothing can ever happen on August 8th because that's Nazi day. Yeah. And I've actually never heard this before. No, I mean, of course we're all familiar with 1488 and the general concept, Oh yeah. but the idea that you would pick August 8th as some dog whistle to say, just kidding, Nazis. I'm not actually flying the flag at half mast in memorial. Good job killing those people. I'm going to raise the flag again on August 8th to salute you guys in secret, just so you know, and they all interpret this and they know, ha ha, our leader supports our white supremacist mass shootings. Uh, the, the other, it's, it's the same thing with the, the okay symbol. Remember yeah. when they kicked the Cubs fan out of the forever out of Wrigley Field because he was playing the circle game? Yeah, yeah. It's like once you let the quote unquote Nazis co-opt something and have complete control of it, you're the one giving them all the power. Now they get the entire day of August 8th. They get the OK sign. They get the entire day of August 8th. Why? Again, they drive cars. They brush their teeth. They breathe air. How far are we going to go in allowing the specter of the Nazis to prohibit us from just engaging in everyday activity. It, it, uh, there is no end to this. 
It's absolute silliness. And I should I should note, this is not just a guy. It's not just some dude appearing on um, MSNBC. This guy was the FBI assistant director for counterintelligence. This insane person's job was protecting the country from terrorism under Obama from 2011 to 2012. That's what this guy's job was. Was he decoding yeah. secret nods to Black Lives Matter and other black identity radicals yeah. under Obama at the time? I doubt it. The same FBI it. that's totally going to tell us what happened with Epstein. Totally. Yes. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it, 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 it was frustrating to watch Trump do exactly what a lot of these media people wanted him to do, and then they still rip him for it. And the other trend in the media after the shooting that I've noticed is that they're praising foreign countries' policies on speech and self-defense. So specifically praising censorship and gun control. Because after all, in the aftermath of shootings in New Zealand and Australia, they got things under control right away. They banned everything and everything's just fine now. Here's CNN basically making that claim and and referring to Jacinda Ardern, the totalitarian in New Zealand who did everything right uh, after the Christchurch mosque shooting. The anger and bewilderment has slowly turned global. The U.S. has been here many times before, and so has the rest of the world watching on, bewildered by the all-too-familiar debate about gun control and the U.S. paralyzed by politics. Elsewhere, in their moment of violent tragedy, the answer seemed clear. Australia experienced a massacre and changed their laws. New Zealand had its experience and changed its laws. To be honest with you, I do not understand the United States. The reality is this is an American malaise with only American solutions at which the rest of the world simply looks on in disbelief. Nick oh, Bateman Walsh, you oh, say, so well, there's a cognitive dissonance, on. a lack of, how could this possibly happen is what we hear from around the world. Nick Bateman Walsh, thank you very much. Oh my God. Well, the solution to this clearly is more women in government. <laughs> well, the thing about that story too is like, well, they just don't understand. Jacinda Ardern just doesn't understand how the U.S. works. Good. I want nothing to do with your censorship yeah. and your gun control and your t- your denying the rights of the individual, denying fundamental in this country constitutional rights. Yeah, I'm glad you don't understand. Good. Stay in New Zealand. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, model our country after New Zealand. Everything that's going on there is wrong. So good that they don't understand it. But it's not just CNN. Uh, the crazy headlines and, and op-eds run in the New York Times and the Washington Post this week, uh, specifically in the New York Times, this piece, the El Paso shooting revived the free speech debate, uh, but Europe has limitations. So here's, here's what they wrote in the New York Times. In Europe, where history has proved that domestic threats can be as devastating to democracy as those from abroad, freedom of speech, while a constitutional right, comes with certain caveats. Restricted in scope and linked to specific threats, these limitations are based on the premise that protecting certain ideals, such as the public good or human dignity, can justify curbing what individuals are allowed to say. That is such a, a, oh God. No, it has to be something extremely specific and that's virtually the only limitation. Yeah, it has to be connected to an action. Otherwise, that's the whole concept in the United States. Speech and action are different things. For speech to be curtailed, it must be imminently connected to action because it's action that we're restricting, not the speech itself. What does this even mean? We're going to protect the public good or the human dignity. Who defines that? And if it's just majority exerting will on the, on the minority or the individual, yes, that's tyranny. 
That's tyranny when you tell me what I'm allowed to think or say. I, I'm not in... No, thank you. I'll check out on that one. It's not freedom. The idea that you're somehow protecting... That, that protecting the so-called public good for the majority of people by, by stomping all over the rights of the individual leads to prosperity. Show me where. Show me where you have censored your way to prosperity. When has it ever worked? Ever. Okay. The Washington Post ran a similar piece. This headline, why free speech makes it difficult to prosecute white supremacy in America. Oh, darn it. We can't prosecute the people we label as white supremacists for the crime of being white supremacists. Here's what, here's what this says. The Racketeer Influence Influence and uh, Corrupt Organizations Act, otherwise known as RICO, uh, allowed the FBI and the Justice Department to hold accountable not just low-level henchmen doing the dirty work, but the leaders and organizers behind desks who were making plans and issuing directives. This in the context of other organized crime uh, rackets. But if they wanted to use RICO to hold accountable the collective ideology that radicalized the El Paso shooter, they would need to prove that there was an organized enterprise involved with that ideology, that there was a traceable criminal conspiracy to commit violence, and that there was a leader or leaders who instructed others to cause harm. Without that, the collective ideology is not a conspiracy, but hate speech. And in the United States, hate speech is not criminal. It's a right protected by the First Amendment. In other words, darn it, you can't be prosecuted for your opinions, only direct involvement in criminal action. Good why is this the subject of scrutiny suddenly? Do you want to be prosecuted for your opinion? Is that really where we want to go? And these, oh are, these are journalists and the nation's former foremost newspapers. Remember when the New York Times was part of New York Times v. Sullivan, the Supreme Court case that decided the scope and the, and the broad freedoms we have to print potentially uh, uh, def defamatory material? Remember when newspapers and people with pr making printed material were at the forefront Oh, yeah. Finding Even out organizations the like the ACLU used to understand these basic freedoms. Um, it, this is just astonishing how far left the paradigm has shifted. And, and honestly, like we've talked many times before, um, I don't really see a solution outside of balkanization. How can we unify as a nation when we can't agree on fundamental constitutional values? If how? you think that it's unfortunate that people aren't being prosecuted for their worldview, I don't think we can share a country. I know, I know. Well, what possible common uh, points of commonality could we have under yeah. such an arrangement? It's only a matter of You think of time. I should be prosecuted for my opinion. Yeah. I don't think you should be prosecuted for yours. Um, because Google has so much information on us, it's only a matter of time before we're implicated by our search histories from 10 years ago and things like that. I mean, we are all going to be beholden to the government and tech companies if we don't stop this right now. Hmm. And I worry based on a lot of the media pressure, based on the political pressure from the left, that Trump might be cracking a little bit. Maybe not everybody agrees with me. Maybe this is more strategic than I can see, but certainly uh, his Twitter account and some of the things he said this week are not good signs unless they are masterful strategy again. But all week, Donald Trump, the same guy who said two years ago that Obama's eight-year assault on the Second Amendment was over, that guy has been signaling not just his willingness, but his desire for gun crackdowns. So Trump tweeted this on Friday morning. Serious discussions are taking place between House and Senate leadership on meaningful background checks. I've also been speaking to the NRA and others so that their very strong laws can be, or very strong views can be fully represented and respected. Guns should not be placed in the hands of mentally ill or deranged people. I am the biggest Second Amendment person there is, but... 
Oh. We all must work together for the good and safety of our country. Common sense things can be done and are good for everyone. Just like when you say, I support free speech, but you sort of negate the prior statement. And I... And common sense things. I'm not even necessarily disagreeing with the idea that criminals, felons, the standard that we already have, that is to say, if you've been adjudicated by a court of law through due process to be a criminal, your rights can be revoked. I'm not disputing that standard. What he's saying here is much more dubious, as we'll get into in a moment. The, 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 the mentally ill, the sick, the deranged people, these things that don't really have definitive standards... What does that even mean, though? People could say that, like, I'm deranged because of I'm course. a far-right activist. Yeah. Or, like, because I have anxiety, I have a mental illness and shouldn't be able to own a firearm. No, absolutely not. Here's what Trump said, uh, speaking about his his willingness to work on this issue. And then Mitch McConnell, uh, the Senate is, is uh, all of Congress is on recess right now. The Senate will reconvene in September. But Mitch McConnell says he's basically willing to entertain some ideas as well. We need intelligent background checks okay this isn't a question of nra republican or democrat i will tell you i spoke to mitch mcconnell yesterday he's totally on board he said i've been waiting for your call he is totally on board i spoke to senators that in some cases people friends of mine but pretty hardline senators hardline and when i say that i say that in a positive way hardline on the second amendment and they understand we don't want insane people, mentally ill people, bad people, dangerous people. We don't want guns in the hands of the wrong people. Okay, how about criminals? Hopefully we'll be sorry, in a position to agree on things on a bipartisan basis and go forward and make a law. Okay, bad people, dangerous people. Uh, again, More sound, sounds nice, but how do we adjudicate those mm-hmm. questions? Okay, so I want to be clear about what's actually being proposed and why, in my opinion these ideas as they currently exist uh, are not desirable. So specifically, what he's talking about right now looks like it's quote-unquote universal background checks and so-called red flag laws. Yeah. Uh, based on what I see, the, the, a so-called assault weapons ban is not really on the table. I don't think that has support from congressional Republicans. So you're not going to see much about that. But what you're, you will hear is discussion of red flag laws and universal background checks. I want to go through each of those briefly and explain some of the, what they are and what the issues are here. So a red flag law... Uh, permits police, family members, educators, mental health professionals, or others. They they vary state to state. So in some states, it's just police. Some states, it's all of these people. Uh, These people can petition a court to order the temporary removal of firearms from a person who presents a danger to themselves or others without due process or facing their accusers uh, in a court of law. A judge simply makes the determination to issue such an order based on statements and actions made by the gun owner in question without any evidence of any claims uh, of any crimes being committed nor standard court procedures. And that sounds a little editorialized. That's from Wikipedia. Okay. I didn't take that from some gun advocacy organization. That's from the Wikipedia page. Okay. The current federal proposal that Congress may consider is not federal red flag. They're not just going to implement this everywhere. It's not clear that that's constitutionally even acceptable. Rather, it is a, a program of federal grants for states that implement red flag laws. There are currently 17 states with red flag laws. So the idea is Congress holding a bag of money over states and saying, hey, if you compromise the Second Amendment in your state, we'll, we'll let you cash in a little bit. 
That's the idea. Now, what are the problems with red flag? Because again, on a surface level, oh, just preventing crazy people, taking away crazy people guns, that's a good thing. Okay, let's talk details and let's talk about some of the fundamental values of our country because this is an anti-due process idea, okay? You can have, uh, it, it, where this is implemented, you can have your rights stripped and your property seized despite having committed no crime. You will then be in position to convince a judge that you should be able to keep your property and your rights even though you've never been proven guilty. That is a reversal of our system. It is guilt until you prove innocence. It's constitutionally right. dubious. <laughs> Could you imagine yeah. this applied again? And I want people who aren't necessarily big time pro gun people or big time second amendment people. If you care about the integrity of the constitution, you should care about this because would you be in favor of a court being able to strip you of your free speech, right? Because your ex-wife went and said that you're, you're publishing hate speech on the internet or your yeah. ex roommate or your friend or your shrink or the police officer or whatever, or your right to be immune from unreasonable search and seizure or your right to be immune from cruel and unusual punishment. If you want those rights to mean something and not just be stripped at the whim of a judge and maybe your roommate from two years ago who hates you, you have to protect the second just the same unless and until you repeal the second amendment, which I think the honest people are in favor of. Yeah, I think the second amendment is a bad idea. Get rid of it. Disagree yeah, but with I, them. I have more respect for those people because it's yeah. not so subversive. It's like at least they're telling us what they want to do. I agree. Uh, it's ripe for abuse. So as I mentioned, un under certain states, not all, but certain states that are the most expansive with who can petition for one of these, um, one of these orders. It could be your annoying roommate. Yeah. It could be your vindictive ex-spouse. It could be your nosy sister-in-law. Could be your crazy shrink who you don't see anymore. Could be that commie teacher. These are yeah. all people that laws in various states allow to petition courts to remove your rights. As you mentioned, mental health is an ambiguous term that is not clearly defined or adjudicated in court. And it's so it's such a wide and broad term. Like think about what the term autistic meant. 20 years ago compared to what it means now. Now it's saying somebody's on the spectrum may refer to somebody that like has some mild social issues, Yeah, but it's such a wide, and, and like I said, anxiety is, is, is having mild anxiety, which is classified in the DSM five, like generalized anxiety disorder. Is that yeah. going to preclude you from owning a firearm? And you may say, well, at least you're going before a judge. At least presumably the judge will require but some no evidence to grant though. one of these orders. There's that. And you can bet that these judges where the evidence is unclear or could go either way, they're going to go on the side of the removal order. Why? Because no judge wants to be that judge who said no to some lady who is later abused. Yeah. So you know that these are going to be a little more on the uh, take the gun side than the leave that guy alone side. Right. Um, and that creates situations that are dangerous for both citizens and law enforcement alike. We've already seen a death in Maryland after the enactment of their law. Officers serving an order at five in the morning met a man with a shotgun in his possession at his own home. After he became angry, he grabbed his shotgun and police killed him. Uh, was it a wise move to grab the gun in police presence? Maybe not, but the point is it was, it was a law that put both him and the police officers in a dangerous situation, mm -hmm. absent due process. It's already cost a man his life. And beyond that, uh, you could say they don't work, or at least they don't clearly work. Um, most, it, to be fair, it's kind of analytically unclear because most of these laws have only been in existence for a couple of years. So there just isn't enough data. But a Washington Post analysis concludes that the results are widely uneven. In many states where passed, 
Nobody is even using these red flag laws to make to petition for these orders. In California, they've had the law for a few years now. There were 10 or fewer petitions filed per month in 2016 and 2017. DC has had a law since January 1st and not one petition has been filed to date. So I don't want to say that it's con- the data are conclusive that they don't work because that would be unsupported as well. But there's no data evidence to say that these things are having any meaningful effect on mass shootings. Indeed, when I went through the mass shootings data that the media liked to cite in my video last week, plenty, the, the, the mass shooting state capitals, about half of the top 10 have red flag laws on the books. They're not doing anything to stop these things. It doesn't matter because people want to feel like they're doing something, whether or not. It's yeah. just this, uh, this mentality that there has to be immediate action. And that's Whether the mantra. Has the, yeah. do, something, do something. They yell at right. Congress people. Yeah. Well, you presume that Congress can do something about this. And I know it's comforting to shirk all responsibility and go to that authority figure and say, it's your fault. You didn't protect me. Well, at the end of the day, it's on all of us to protect ourselves first and foremost. I'm not saying that police and government don't have a role, but the idea that this is just something that the government can erase with a, with a pencil eraser or something like that. No, it's, it's a much more complex problem than that. And I am not persuaded that violating people's fundamental rights in a constitutionally dubious way is the solution to this problem. And that's, I haven't even touched the universal background checks yet. I want to go through that as well. I'll try to be quick because I know a lot of our audience understands this, but for people who don't, I, I want people to be clear about what's being proposed and what the ideas here are. So, as far as background checks, they, the, the left wants you to believe that everybody, all the criminals just go to the gun show and they buy their guns at the gun show yeah. free and clear. And you can be a felon deranged man who's mentally ill and took every pill under the sun and buy a gun free and clear. There's no issues. Okay. It doesn't work like that. Already under federal law. If you buy a gun from a business that is somebody who's in the business of selling guns, they have what's called a federal firearms license. They are an FFL. Every transfer an FFL does will get a background check per federal law. So every gun store you see will do a background check for every transfer of a firearm, no exceptions, otherwise they're breaking the law. What they're talking about with universal background checks is if you buy privately, as in I sell a gun to my neighbor or my friend, neither of us are in the business of gun sales. We live in the same state, which is a key key, uh, distinction here too. And in that case, there's no background check necessary. However, if either of us are felons or domestic abusers, we are federally banned from having guns. If I knowingly sell or give to a felon or domestic abuser, I have also committed a crime in addition to their possession. The only difference in that transaction is we don't have to go through the FBI's background check system like if we bought it at a store. Also, any out-of-state transfer, if I want to sell you a gun right now or give you a gun, we have to go through those FFLs. I'd have to go down to my local gun dealer, say, right. I want to send this to Blonde in Idaho. We'll, they'll get in touch with an FFL near your house, and then you'll go pick it up at the store. When you go pick it up at the store, you will get a background check. Mm-hmm. So the only type of transaction that we're talking about regulating is selling or transferring to a guy in your state privately. Now, there are constitutional implications to regulating that sort of transaction. First of all, the, the federal government currently regulates firearm interstate commerce, mm-hmm. firearms crossing state lines, being imported, transferred across state lines, as it consti- it's constitutionally permitted to do that. Congress it is can- not constitutionally permitted to do intrastate. Right? Exactly. So what, what we're talking about is regulating intrastate commerce, strictly commerce going on in my state of Montana 
or your state of Idaho. Uh, and it's not clear that that's any of the Fed's business. In fact, if you believe in the Constitution, it's not at all. Right. right. Um, additional, this, is, there's a, this is an additional burden that, guess what, will harm the most vulnerable. So let's say you want to let a friend borrow a firearm for protection. Uh, keeping maybe his apartment uh, because he's in a dangerous situation or something. Now, instead of saying, hey, man, you can borrow this, give it back to me when you, you don't need it anymore. Whatever. Now you got to go through an FFL. You got to pay the processing fee. You got to do the paperwork, all that. What this does is it creates an additional barrier for those on the tightest budgets. Yeah. Unfairly. It also makes it harder simply to lend a firearm to your friend for sport. Let's say, hey, I'm not hunting this year. My friend's going to go deer hunting. He's going to hang on to my rifle for the year. Uh, depending on how they write this law, more than likely enjoy your, your transfer fee and your, and your paperwork to do that sort of thing. The and feds... I would argue that, um, firearm practice is one of the basic tenets of firearm safety. You sure. have to be well-versed with the firearm. The more difficult you make it for somebody to practice with a firearm, the less safety they're going to have. I and... bet this is going to drastically increase accidental discharges. And things like Excellent that. point. Let's say that you do want to become proficient to defend your home. Now, all of a sudden, you have two choices. You're going to have to pay fees to get guns transferred to you, or you're going to have to go to the range and rent every mm -hmm. time. Again, I know these aren't monumental costs. I'm not saying, oh, who can't afford like a $25, $35 transfer fee at your FFL? Yeah, most of us can. But the point is, it's a the government paperwork burden is prohibitively annoying on a, and on a fundamental right. Mm -hmm. I, I would never. I got my free speech license. I would never pay $35 so that I can write what I want on the internet or something. Shall like that. not be infringed. And, and that's the point is, could I afford to do that? Yes, I could. Could most of the audience? Probably yes. But if you are of modest means living in a dangerous neighborhood, maybe that 25 bucks is a choice between defending yourself or food. There are a right. lot of people in, a, in such a circumstance. Most importantly, though, this, and this is the key point when you talk about universal background checks. It is unenforceable without a registry and you have to realize this is the aim this is where they're going it is not possible to regulate the transfer of guns privately without knowing who has what guns a government list of who have who has what guns will be required to yeah. enforce such a law and a list of who has what guns guess what is the tool of confiscation that they need you can rest assured it doesn't stop here it begins here they will use the universal background checks system to build a registry that they need to do the next step which is mandatory buyback or confiscation they're already saying it in new zealand the only reason their buyback isn't successful in new zealand is guess what because they didn't have a registry they don't know who has what guns so they're having trouble rounding them up and lastly uh even uh, to the point on whether they work or not i always try to go to the philosophical points as opposed to um the uh the question of whether they work or not. Oh, I can't bring it up. Whatever. Even point is even Vox notes that they don't work. Vox in a piece cites a uh, recent piece this year cites a growing body of research that says, quote, comprehensive background checks alone won't do much, if anything, to combat gun violence in America. Uh, so you have that. And I'm, I'm going to have to, uh, I don't want to totally rehash our conversation from last week because what doesn't work, what does work? Well, what does work is building intact homes that support people who don't become mass shooters. And then secondarily, an armed population that is trained and proficient to deter a threat. And I wanted to talk a little bit about this case in Missouri this week of this kid at the Walmart. Yeah, what was this about? Uh, so I, I can't bring the story up, unfortunately. But um, 
This is an odd case. It sort of ties into what we're just talking about here. But on Thursday night, this 20-year-old kid walks into a Walmart in Springfield, Missouri, armed with an AR, and he's wearing body armor as well, and he's filming himself. And the store manager pulled a fire alarm, uh, and, and, the poli- and people evacuated the building, and then they called police. Police arrived within three minutes, finding a former firefighter who was concealed carrying, holding the kid at gunpoint, at which point the police detained him. Now, the kid has been charged with making a terroristic threat. The kid says he was just uh, testing his Second Amendment rights. As far as I've seen, he I've seen no reporting that he actually issued a threat or raised his gun at anyone or threatened anybody with words. Um, but he was in body armor walking around open carrying. It look, Which is legal in Missouri. But he was, it looks like he was doing some real life trolling shit. Like this is the sort of thing that might be legally protected, but it's like, come on, dude, like let's exercise a little bit of judgment here. They, the Walmart just got shot up. Could you not, could you not do this? Uh, the point is nobody at the Walmart really knows if he's a threat or not. And I understand why people react the way that they did. Who is it that, that neutralized that possible threat? It was an armed citizen. Yeah. And, and, and the reports keep saying, oh, a, a firefighter took him down. The guy's a retired firefighter yeah. who happened to be a responsible Who's concealed carrying? carrying individual. The fact that he, they presented as though he's like some sort of quasi law enforcement personnel. No, he's just a guy who is a responsible carrier. So this is, a, this is another example of, and I say that I want to be uh, clear about this because this kid's been charged with a terrorism charge even which I'm concerned about because just carrying a gun, I don't think should get you a terrorist. Well, it doesn't charge. sound like he was doing anything illegal. We'll see how this one pans out legally. I think the kid is probably getting more than what is justified in this case. But the point remains, had the kid tried to open fire at that Walmart, that guy's right there to yeah. confront him. Yeah. That's, that's how, that's how you solve this sort of situation. You have a proficient and responsible armed society and you have intact families that don't produce these kinds of degenerates. That's how you do it. There's no, no background check. There's no red flag law. None of this nonsense, especially at the federal level, well beyond the federal government's appropriate scope, is going to solve this sort of thing. That being said, if that kid had gotten shot by the firefighter, I'd be like, that's on him. Well, you'd pr- we'd have to see if how... If you were at a Walmart, even in an open carry state, immediately after a oh, mass I'd... shooting, I would yeah. freak the fuck out. I'd freak even out. Even in general. I mean, I live in a... We both live in, in very much gun-toting states. I, the, I've seen people open carrying handguns. Yeah. Rarely it happens. I mean, I, I'm not bothered by it. I've not They're seen They're always in anyone... a holster. Always. Yeah, absolutely. I've not seen anyone open carrying a rifle. Never. If... With the exception, well, the only, t- not in town, I should say. I've seen people out hunting or out on hiking trails or something. Yes, I have seen that. If I saw it in Walmart, yeah, I would get away from that person. I'm not saying I'm drawing on that guy right there because if he's not, if he doesn't have his weapon up and he's not threatening threatening anyone, you can't really do that either. But I'm definitely... Open carrying a rifle with body armor? It's weird. Yeah. Wa- I don't no, know what man. he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. Does it deserve a terrorism charge? Probably not. But no, I'm just he's, saying he's that if being somebody, a damn idiot. if somebody, yeah, if somebody saw that and was like, "Oh, I'm about to be in a mass shooting. I better blow this guy away," I'd be like, well, "Yeah, that's on this kid. It's on hmm. this kid." I, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to see how that one plays out legally, and I don't want to get too. Oh, lost they're saying the... it was an AR pistol in the live chat. Well, 
dis- distinction without much of a difference. He probably has a pistol brace on it. I mean, we're still talking about the same firearm firing the same. But to round. a person um, that's not super well versed in firearms, would it? They appear- look basically the same. Oh, okay. It's not like it looks like a handgun. We're oh, okay. talking about what looks at that point like a shorter rifle, basically. Um, Interesting uh, yeah. responses in the live chat. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people saying this was a two A audit. He did nothing wrong. I'm like, yeah, that's true. I'm sympathetic to that, but this is also something really stupid, especially when people are specifically on high alert. Yeah, I'm not. I I my take until I see more information is uh, poor, in my opinion, poor exercise of judgment on the part of the kid. But I'm not sure that he's being treated fairly legally. I, if he's convicted of a terrorism charge, I think that's unjust i think we're gonna have some problems as a result yeah if just carrying a firearm of open carry though is that you you i mean you are supposed to keep your weapon and unless you're law enforcement you're supposed to keep it in a holster until you're ready to use it um i would be very concerned if i saw somebody doing that well you can't i mean what are you going to do with a rifle though you have why are you carrying a rifle around though? well it's legal i know i just if i saw this i'd be like i'm about to die I'd, like, I'm I'd get, get the hell out of there. I would leave immediately. I'm not hanging Wouldn't out. Wouldn't you that. warn other people? Wouldn't you want other people to? I'd be like, there's going to be a <sighs> mass shooting right now. This is Everybody such a weird out. circumstance. And that's why I don't understand what this kid is doing. I mean, he said, I, I'm testing my Second Amendment rights. And I mean, fair enough. It, based, it does oh, appear yeah. he had the right to do it. I just, again, it's, it's, a, it's a judgment exercise as opposed to like a you know, beat brow. I don't think he's a terrorist. Let's put it that way. No, I know I, that it's legal. I don't think that this terrorism charge is going to fly. I'm just saying, you know, as somebody that would be walking around that Walmart, I would think that I was about to be in a mass shooting situation and he yeah. didn't have it on his back. Did he? I think he had it on a sling. I've seen different pictures. He, sometimes he was carrying it, you know, in front of him. I don't know if he was carrying it on his, if back it was on his not. back, I'd be less worried than if I saw it by his side. Hmm. Anyway, I don't want to get too lost in this one because it's, it's sort of a odd case um, and we'll see how it pans out. And I, I totally understand different perspectives on it because it is a, the details are weird on this one. Yeah. But I, I will say as far as Trump, I'm going to reserve my judgment until something is actually signed. I don't I, like it, though. We all know what, Trump says a lot of stuff. That's what he does. Um, but if he if he does go forward, either with these legislative proposals or with an executive order to the same effect, I'm off the train. And the, the reason I'm off the train is because I voted for him fundamentally beyond the entertainment and the lulls, uh, to protect the Bill of Rights and to put judges in place who would do the same. If he diminishes it, I don't see the point in voting for him. He already did significantly on the bump stock ban. That pissed yeah. me off, not just for gun rights reasons, but for property rights reasons and other It's a slippery slope. Reasons. We've seen him go down this road before and yeah. then follow through with it. So, If he does walk it back, uh, you know, all right, fair enough. I, I will not bail on him. Um, and maybe they do something else. Maybe they update the background check system, the, the FBI's background check system and improve it or do something to that effect. If you want to improve the existing system and existing infrastructure, I'm not mad about that. Yeah. What I am mad about is making it more difficult than the status quo for responsible citizens to arm themselves and deter these sorts of threats. That's what I don't want to see. And that's all this stuff is. It just makes it more difficult for your average guy to defend his life, liberty, and property. We okay. should do a super chat break. Yeah, we should. We're behind on that. I think Karen's in the chat, too. Hey, Karen. Uh, two ways. That have we had confirmation that Epstein is actually dead, or is this an escape? If we believe the guards could have allowed his death, they could have allowed his escape. I thought about this, um, but... It would be so hard to get him out of there unseen. And he doesn't have much of a 
no matter how rich he is, he doesn't have any use to anybody alive at this point. Plus the, the medical examiner in New York would have to be in on the bit basically. I mean, they know it's Jeffrey Epstein's body or not. Yeah. So they, if his it's not, ugly face. They they'd have to, they'd have to be part of the conspiracy. And his egg shaped penis. <laughs> Is that confirmed? Yeah, it was in the deposition. Is oh, that serious? I oh, yeah, I thought, you know, I've oh seen him and being interviewed about it. And they're like, is it true, Mr. Epstein, that you have an egg-shaped <laughs> penis? He gets all pissed off. Okay. Um, it was like egg puns all morning the morning he died. I, I was on Gab. I was so proud of myself. I'm like, egg-stinguished. Oh he was God. a shell of a man. Okay. You <laughs> Definitely not, Jeffrey Epstein says. Matt and I once made love. He cracked my egg, if you know what there I mean. There you go. Look at all that. Right. It's legit. JV Dude 9061. Woke up totally livid Saturday morning hearing of the Epstein news. Uh, this investigation better not stop. I hope I hope all those involved in the heinous crimes burn for it. So do I, but I have no hope in any of our federal agencies. So mandatory carry. Well, isn't that interesting? Uh, the one thing I saw that I think is on point is, is a whole bunch of pages saying something to the same effect, which is the federal government can't keep the, this one most important criminal guy in the country on suicide watch alive. Yet we're supposed to trust them with all of our healthcare decisions and our ability to defend ourselves. Yeah, totally. Yeah, okay. Ah, oh, mandatory care. I'm at work, so here, keep fighting. Thank you, Chris Buckley. Blonde, aren't you from Idaho? Nicest people, even after learning I'm from California. First four <laughs> point in Idaho, brutal steep country, so I feel less creepy. You're smoking hot. There, I said it. Um, Idaho's awesome. Uh, they hate Californians, but I, I tell people I moved from Seattle, but I immediately am like, listen, I didn't bring my politics with me. I'm extremely conservative. I would appreciate that if someone said that to me here. Yeah, I just open with that. And then hmm. universally, it's it's fine. Hmm. Um, so welcome to Idaho. Uh, DC Corso, I want to shout out my fiance, Jackie, for getting her master's degree this week in medical device innovations. We love watching the stream together. Thank you so much. Awesome. Um, shout out to you, Jackie. Congratulations. Darth Cracks, no note. Thank you. Joshy Boy, celebrating my 25th birthday today. The show is a gift to myself. Uh Hooray. Happy <laughs> well, birthday. happy birthday. Thank Liberative you. perspective. Hillary Clinton had 56 friends commit suicide. <laughs> Who has that many mentally ill and yet connected and powerful friends? That is a great question. It's a good time to revisit the Clinton body count just to refresh your memory. <laughs> you know, yeah. Do it annually. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. I'll probably be, uh, unfortunately, sheet suicided myself yeah, really. tonight. Yeah. Two in the back of the head. Robbery. Um, yeah. Joseph Outlaw 2 says, hello from Orange County, California meetup. Whoa. Oh, awesome. That's Glad sweet. you guys are holding on there. It's, yeah. I, Orange County is kind of fascinating because I, I like Orange County a lot. I think it's very nice. Um, but even Orange County has has gone, has fallen to the California one-party state. It went blue in, in most recent elections, mostly, I believe. So the question is, like, are the politics trending or has the Democratic Party finally figured out how to rig even that county yeah. for itself? How many dead people were, were risen from the sea in Orange County to come vote for Democrats down there? It's so sad. There, but... I mean, both my parents are from California and, like, I've lived there before. And it just used to be, from what I hear, just an oasis. And now it's just filled with Mexicans and idiots. Hmm. Like, what happened? I want the state back. You know, it's the most beautiful state. Uh, Julie V, driving home from Vegas. Here's some of my winnings. Thanks for all you do. Love you guys. We love you too, Julie. Adolfo Hitlero. And it is Adolf Hitler, but he has like a little squiggly mustache and a sombrero. <laughs> so he's illegal alien yeah. Hitler, basically. Hale Hortler. Oh, I'm not supposed okay. to read this one. It's under 10. Sorry, Adolfo. Uh, Frank Rizzo. <laughs> 
free the, publicity. The Universal movie titled The Hunt uh, that was just canceled, I recently learned that it was originally titled Red State versus Blue State. Huh. People from red states are taken and hunted by blue elites. I heard yeah, we about don't even it. have time to talk about that one tonight. But that now that I guess it's canceled or delayed in light of the shootings. Is that? Okay. I guess so, yeah. Huh. Um, cunt Punisher. <laughs> okay. You are the oxygen that keeps me alive. You're my heart that beats inside. You're the blood that flows through me. You're the only guy I can see. You have the voice of when a mockingbird sings. You are my oh. everything. That's to Matt from I, Cunt I Punisher. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, Kevin Punish away. Flanagan. Punish one for me, bro. I appreciate Ugh. it. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I'll be on my best behavior and definitely won't use Brond being out of town to get her <laughs> ethic co-host to dog whistle or deny certain historical fairy tales. Oh, oh you're talking man. about next week. Yeah. Yes. Your uh, ethnic replacement. Oh, <laughs> get her co-ethnic. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't think roaming millennials is going to fall for that. Uh, Fritz Leschenbrenner, blonde. You shouldn't announce that you're going to Europe. They go way out of the way to keep problematic fascists out of their countries. In public state, you're going to Brazil, then end up in Berlin. Um, hmm. They're not going to. The countries I'm going to, they're not going to do anything about it. Um, Boogeyman 917. Also, I've been to Europe recently. It was fine. Uh, Boogeyman 917. Hoping you two had a lovely 8-8. We did. We celebrated hard. Um, now it's a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to commemorate. Jacob Possant. My birthday is 8-8. Does that mean I was born a Nazi or does that mean Nazis have appropriated my birthday? I just want to know how to feel about this. I think the left would tell you that you definitely have to commit ritualistic suicide. And That's the question would be, what was your parents' intent? I mean, I'm not going to imply that they wanted to have a Hitler child, but certainly they were irresponsible when they were conceiving sometime around what, yeah, right. us, like the November of the previous year. Um, <laughs> Lunder, we're interested to see how long it takes for Bill Barr's special investigator looking into Epstein's suicide to commit suicide. No. Yeah, and Barr himself. <laughs> yeah, really. Hmm. Uh, Big LC says, dead pedo, womp womp. Suicide is an occupational hazard of being involved with the Clintons. Ain't that the truth? There you go. Let's just do a few more. Um, Mike Bob, hey guys, got my 23andMe results back. 100% African. No, he said European. I'm sorry. Uh, email me offline blonde to discuss doctor DNA samples just like the movie Gattaca. I really think finer doctor, 0.1% Asian. And then in a different test, 0.1% Native American. It's like, well, in Elizabeth Warren, under the Warren standard, those are kind of interchangeable. If Peruvian counts as Indian, then certainly Asian does, right? Didn't the, isn't that, <sighs> they crossed the land bridge from Asia? Isn't that how Whatever. it all happened? Almost made Asian. another crude hand gesture here. I've got to <laughs> stop. A liberal slayer said, Matt and I once made love in a prison cell. He started to choke me and I passed out. My death was later ruled a suicide by orgasm. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> that's where we're going to stop. Yeah. Have we ruled out autoerotic asphyxiation? I don't know. Possible? I did say he whacked himself, but what I really meant was <laughs> not whacked. Yeah. That was an unfortunate choice of words. Uh, that's well, there. We have those occasionally on this show. Uh, I'll check in briefly with, uh, with Streamlabs. Cameron says, um, oh boy. <laughs> nope. Nope. <sighs> Well, here we go. When a black man dies in jail, the black community rises as one to demand answers. I expect no less from the Jewish community. Friendly reminder to point out that all blue checks that have seen is, uh, okay. Uh, do not let this get memory hold. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Cameron. I'm old enough to remember when every VCR in the world constantly flashed eight, 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 eight. Yeah, that's true. That was a, that was a conspiracy on the part of the, uh, electronics manufacturers to salute Hitler. 
Smiling Archer, the number three result for August 8th on DuckDuckGo is a sushi place. Darn Japanese secretly promoting Hitler with delicious sushi. A riddle. What do Sargon, ex-quarterback Nelson Esiason, ex-Yankees pitcher David Wells, and ex-Red Sox first baseman George Scott all have in common? I have no idea. Do they all wear the same number or something? I don't get an answer here, unfortunately. Uh, Phil says, nation is blood. No amount of... Ooh, jeez. No amount of blather about values or hate can change that. Well, gosh, man, it's getting spicy. Um, all I can, I want a values-based society. And so I, I believe in everybody's ability to embrace them. And I have to disavow Phil. Phil says these progressives won't be happy until the full force of the state is actively hunting down and exterminating families like my large white conservative one. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, it's getting crazy whether it's because of all it's because of um, what's going on with Trump and the disavowals or whatever, or as we'll get to Joaquin Castro in a little bit. Uh, there are a lot of people who want to target people with opposing political beliefs for who knows what. And so I think it's every responsible citizens uh, responsibility to be able to defend themselves from uh, unjust aggressors. Lion Patriot says tyrants should fear Americans. Uh, I agree. That's the whole idea. Redicus says, pushing back on the never seen someone open carrying, what about the Oath Keepers and the various people that have open carried into Chipotle in protest? There is a case for open carry. This guy is careless, but an outward show of force is a deterrent. I am not in favor of, uh, I, would not, I would not favor an anti-open carry law in my state. I'm not trying to restrict no. that. I do think that, um, you know, certainly, I will say for me personally that I think concealed carrying is both tactically advantageous and I think courteous to other people. I understand why other people might feel uneasy or whatever that said i'm not in favor of a legal restriction i do agree that if you are going to exercise your right to open carry you should exercise a certain degree of responsibility and courteousness to other people i don't know if this kid did that or not i don't know exactly how this played out i don't know the degree to which he was trolling or not but i do think there's an element of legal unfairness to him in this case as i've seen the the facts presented thus far okay um Top contributors over on DLive, uh, Corsair, Christopher, and Darth Jones. Thanks for supporting the show, guys. Actually, you know what? Uh, before I forget, let's open up the treasure chest uh, for you guys hanging out on DLive. That'll be good to go in 30 seconds. And we got to get back at it because, man, we're already tied up against the clock. And we got plenty more to talk about. So I'll try to get through it as quickly as possible. Because, as I said, just when I'm down on Trump, here comes Joe Biden to remind me that, like, you really want this as president, dude? You, you're going to trade this? Oh, fine. I'm tired of picking between two crap sandwiches, but, you know, this one looks crappier, I guess. Because Joe Biden has one uh, gun-related gaffe, but the rest of his gaffes this week aren't necessarily. They're just, they're just ridiculous statements. So his first gaffe. I got four. Four. It's almost a gaffe a day for Joe Biden this week. Go the, to O three three O O. Right. We forgot about Joe. that too. Go to Joe three O three three O. Okay. Joe Biden's campaigning in Iowa, obviously. And, um, well, he just, he gaffed an instant classic. This is what Joe Biden had to say about those poor kids, uh, who are very, very smart. And the other thing we should do is we should challenge these students. We should challenge students in these schools to have advanced placement programs in these schools. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids, wealthy kids, black kids, Asian kids. No, I really mean it, but think how we think about it. Okay. I really mean it. It's clear that he meant to say 
wealthy kid. He just, he had his stupid old man slip. And he says uh, to Politico, look, I misspoke about poor kids. Uh, Biden told reporters uh, over the weekend, uh, I meant to say wealthy. I've said it 15 times on the spot. I explained it at that very second. I explained it. And so the fact of the matter is, I don't think anybody thinks that I meant anything other than what I said I meant. Well, um, I, right. forgot, I, mean. I forgot to put the Babylon Bee satire headline in here, which I regret because it was hilarious. They're killing it over at the Babylon Bee. But they said, uh, Biden clarifies. And the quote was, I love all races, even the bad ones. <laughs> that, was, that was Joe Biden saying what he really meant. I, mean, um, I hate to, to do this to people because when you spend a lot of time uh, talking in live settings, you're bound to say something stupid. But this just goes to show like what an incompetent old man he is also. And I personally don't care. Like, do I think that Joe Biden had some sort of racial animus in this state? No, I no, don't. I think he either. had a weird old man moment. It's it's about shoe on the other foot, double standard stuff too. Imagine Donald Trump slipped and said something like this. It's news for a week. Yeah. It's wall to wall CNN, MSNBC, Trump's racist. Look at this slip. Because this, because Biden has the right politics or whatever. We, we won't hear right. about this. Again, and it's another it's thing about funny. holding them to their own standards. Uh, this next gaffe, if you want to call it a gaffe, I think is more significant. Um, this is Anderson Cooper asking Joe Biden about what he says to people who say that he wants to take away their guns. And Joe Biden's response is bingo. If you own an assault weapon, here's what he said. Does anybody think it made any sense that someone's able to walk into a gun store, buy an assault weapon? that has multiple rounds or buy an assault weapon that has a hundred rounds, even though it may not, you can't point to the fact that it in fact had stopped it before. Do you want more of them on the street? Do we want to do that? To gun owners out there who say, well, a Biden administration means they're going to come for my guns. Bingo. You're right. If you have an assault weapon, the fact of the matter is they should be illegal, period. Look, the Second Amendment doesn't say you can't restrict the kinds of weapons people can own. You can't buy Shut a up, You can't have a flamethrower. The guys who make. By the way, I think you can think you have can a flamethrower. Flame Didn't Elon Musk make a whole brand I of. I think so. I'm not clear on that. And it might be state regulated, certainly, but I believe I could own one. Anyway, beside the point. Make these arguments are the people who say the tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots. We need the protection against the government. We need an F 15 for that. Yeah, ask uh, the guys in the bushes of Vietnam or the guys in the caves of Afghanistan with their AKs about whether you can successfully fight off uh, occupation, uh, the first world occupying military force. The point is not you're guaranteed to win. The point is you got a shot. You got a shot, right. And that shot has worked out in some countries we you know, have been involved with. And as we've mentioned many times, the real reason that we need guns is to protect ourselves in the event that our government becomes tyrannical, which it clearly is. It is one of the main, it's protecting us from each other. Yes. But protecting us from the government and from outside influences and forces. Well, Joe Biden wants to be the most tyrannical yet. He's got more to say. Something well beyond whether or not you're going to have an assault weapon. I, I would institute a national buyback program and I would move in the direction of making oh, sure no. that that, in fact, was what we tried to do. Get them off the street. But that's not yeah. confiscating people. No, that, that's not walking into their homes, knocking on their doors, going through their gun cabinets, etc. So people would be allowed to keep the weapons they already have. Right. Now, there's no legal way that I'm aware of that you could deny them the right if they had purchased, legally purchased them. But we can, in fact, make a major effort to get them off the street and out of the possession of people. 
I actually oh my God. don't even understand what he means, really. Well, uh, if you have, if they institute a buyback program, then doesn't it make the guns that you own illegal? If it's a mandatory buyback, if it's a voluntary buyback, who gives a shit? <laughs> like then no not, one's going to do it anyway. Yeah, if it's a, but that's the point is, oh, it's not a confiscation. It's a mandatory buyback. Okay, what happens when I refuse the transaction? Then it, you illegally own a firearm. And then right. he, he immediately followed that up with, if you purchase it legally, then it doesn't really apply to you yeah i don't have a way there's no legal way to take them but i would still like to take them off the street uh, it, the, the whole answer didn't make much sense because initially it's he seems to say bingo if you own an assault weapon i'm coming for your guns then he says well i can't take the ones that are already in legal possession but i want to buy back to take the ones that are in legal possession and by the way it's mandatory it's mandatory buyback i would presume because that's the context of their conversation if it's a voluntary buyback who gives a shit? No one would yeah, participate. No and by it. the way, they won't participate in a mandatory uh, uh, buyback either. Um, and, and again, the question is, when you have your mandatory buyback, <laughs> and everyone says no, as they will, just like New Zealand, everyone says no, then what? You, he said, I'm not going door to door. Well, yes, you are. Yeah, once everyone exactly says no to, to the buyback. Oh, yikes. Okay, it got, um, got kind of weird campaigning Thursday at the Iowa State Fair. Joe Biden, what is he always doing? He's grabbing people. He's touching people. He grabbed a young lady's arm during an exchange about gender. And I have some complicated thoughts about this one. This is what happened. You can see him grabbing there and then she'll explain. When I asked the question, it took a few seconds for the question to register, and then he responded with three. I asked a follow-up question. I asked, okay, what are they? And I, I must have clipped this out by accident, but she asked him how many genders are there. Yeah. He responds with at least three. She says, okay, what are they? That's the context. Joe Biden looked at me and said, don't mess with me, kid. He grabs my arm and pulls me back to make eye contact with him again, and he yells something about marriage at me. By the way, first one came out for marriage. Oh, for gay marriage. Yes. So I walked away and I was mad, just very, very mad that someone would actually treat me like that. Okay. Uh, I'm Team Joe on this. He should have smacked her in the face. <laughs> well. Um, I have to be consistent here because if I'm obviously, if I think Michelle Fields wasn't an assault, this isn't an assault in like, it's, he wasn't battered. She's not injured, but that's the thing is it's like, Joe, stop touching people. When is your campaign going to get you under control to stop touching oh, people? And the other distinction with, um, Corey Lewandowski and Michelle Fields is Corey Lewandowski is moving the president through a crowd of people. And he kind of brushes by pursuant to that moving. It was not specific to Michelle Fields. This was specific to her. It, yeah. This is grabbing her right. to get her attention and tell her something about, you know, my record supporting gay marriage or whatever else. Um, so yeah, it's not a good, it's not smart politics. It's not good politics, especially with his, one of his biggest weaknesses, which is touching people weirdly. Uh, and, and actually I'm most disappointed that I didn't get an answer to what the third gender is. He says, um, she, she says, how many genders are there? He says at least three. So what's the third? Is it intersex? Is that what it is? I don't or was know. he going to go with a transgender angle? Um, 
I mean, okay, he, he's got to stop touching people. It's like we, we talked about this the last time we talked about Joe touching someone. It's like you have one job and it's yeah. to stop touching kids and women. Just stop <laughs> touching people. Stop smelling their hair. You're so fucking creepy. Stop it. Yeah. Um, but this chick was really annoying and trying to trap him. So, like, I'm a little conflicted about this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair point. She's she's definitely being yeah. uh aggressive in her questioning. I don't think she's out of line. I don't, everyone else is doing it too. They're all crowding around the candidate. So you didn't have to answer, you know, if she's out of line, I guess maybe everyone there's out of line, but also the way he answers, don't, uh, what do you say? Don't mess with me, kid, or don't, don't whatever. Don't. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and then, yeah, to, to say that and then to grab her is a, is a little bit of an aggressive move, but yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's this not is worse than Michelle Fields. I'll say that. Yeah, but I guess the question is like, do I think Joe Biden, do I think he battered her or beat her? I think it's just weird. It's another example of him being weird as opposed to like criminal or something like that. But at some point, these cases do add up. It's like how many of these- Don't play games with me. Don't play games with me, kid. Yeah, I mean- Which is, that's less aggressive than don't mess with me, kid. I guess, yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, (laughs) The last one. I was assembling all these Biden gaffes just this afternoon, I was like, oh, crap, there's another one that I missed. And that's because Biden was campaigning yesterday and he said, quote, those kids in Parkland came to see me when I was vice president. Uh, Joe Biden left office in January 2017, more than a year before the Parkland shooting. A campaign official tells Bloomberg that Biden was thinking of Sandy Hook when he made this statement. That was so long ago. Yeah. Oh, no. And plus, I mean, like, I understand you can confuse events, but Parkland was high school teenagers too. And, and Sandy Hook, of course, was very young children. Young children. Were they in kindergarten? Elementary school, yeah. yeah. Yikes, that's really bad. That said, Biden still leads despite the struggles. He holds a commanding 12 and a half point lead in the Real Clear Politics polling averages. Biden is sitting at 30.8%. Warren, actually, in recent weeks since the debate, has risen to 18 and a half. It looks like much of that support wow. is coming from Kamala Harris, who is bleeding. She's fallen to 8.3 after getting wrecked by Tulsi Gabbard in the debates. Bernie has stayed pretty steady at about 16. So still, until people start dropping out and these lesser candidates consolidate, it's still Joe Biden's race. The question is, what's going to happen when it's Joe Biden versus two other people and everybody else has combined their, their uh, bases of support? We'll have to see. Uh, okay. You want to talk Joaquin Castro? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Guy. So Joaquin, Ca- Joaquin Castro is the brother of Julian Castro and Joaquin, Ca- Joaquin Castro is a congressman from San Antonio. Julian Castro, the former, um, Obama administration official, I forget what his job was, HUD secretary or something. Anyway, his brother's running for president. Joaquin Castro is managing his brother's campaign. In addition to being a congressman from San Antonio. And he tweets out, on Monday, uh, Monday night, a list of names, something like 40 names and employers of people in his San Antonio district who maxed out on their financial contributions to, tr- to the Trump campaign this year. So people who gave, what, like $2,400 or whatever the legal limit is, something like that. And this has inspired a debate. What did he say? I want to present it um, fairly. Oh, I don't have it in front of me. Right here, let me see. Uh, s- sad to see so many San Antonians as... 2019 maximum donors to Donald Trump, the owner of this certain barbecue place, the owner of a uh, historic Pearl, uh, a realtor at uh, this. He named someone specific in his tweet, Phyllis Browning. Their contributions are fueling a campaign of hate that labels Hispanic immigrants as invaders. So to be as fair as possible to Joaquin Castro, he doesn't say go, go get these people, but 
oh come on everybody knows yeah. what he means that's the question is what did what was the purpose of this and it's ignited a debate about doxing and what is fair game now it is true that campaign contributions are public information you can look them up anytime you want however if you ask me i don't think doxing is strictly personal information um you can put addresses and phone numbers that are in the phone book out there. You can compile them and put them out there. Those mm-hmm. are technically not private information. Right. The question is, what is the intent of publishing the information? Yeah. What is yeah. it that you want to do with the information? Um, you know, if you publish people's credit card numbers, there are certainly problems with publishing that beyond what it is that you want them to do, I suppose, or social security numbers or other strictly private things. But in the case of this sort of stuff, it's not just about like making private figures public. It's about a question of, okay, now that this information is out there, what should people do with it? Mm-hmm. And so the question is, is the intent to harass or threaten? And if that's what's going on, then yes, this is wrong. I don't care if you call it doxing or not. I don't care about your strict definition. But if, if the intent is to threaten and harass or abuse, then yes, this is this is awful and it should be condemned, particularly by a representative of these he's outing his own constituents people he's supposed to represent and help and he's putting them out there to be targeted you'd you'd like to think well if there's an alternative explanation of a reason he did this absent trying to harass or target people then maybe they're maybe maybe we're looking at this the wrong way well he goes on morning joe on msnbc and to the credit of willie geist the host actually presses him a little bit he has no answer, does Joaquin Phoenix, about why he... Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Castro. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joaquin. I really loved Walk the Line. It was a great movie. It was a great movie. Joaquin Castro. He has no answer about why he did this. He can't give any reason. He just, give, he just uh, talks nonsense for a few minutes. What is the objective here? What do you hope will happen to the 44 private citizens whose names you posted? Do you want people to boycott their companies, protest outside their homes? What's the goal here? No, that in, that was never my goal. Uh, like I said, my post was actually as a San Antonian. My family has been here since 1922. Mm-hmm. It was a lament. So it wasn't meant as a boycott. It wasn't meant to, to target these people. Uh, it, it was meant to draw attention to the fact that we've got a lot of people in our community who uh, are respected by San Antonio who uh, are contributing to this guy that's using their money to fuel hate. Uh, and so what I hope is that this has started a conversation about what exactly Donald Trump is doing with these people's money. What do you say to those people this morning who said, I made a campaign donation and now I'm going to be harassed? I'm going to have people protesting outside my business or perhaps even my home. Do you want them to repent for their support for Donald Trump or what do you want from them? Well, the first thing is that I don't want anybody harassed or targeted. But they will be oh, because you put on. their names on, in public. Look, that, that was not my intention. But that's these what things are These things are public. No. I'm just putting them out there as financers of white supremac- right. supremacism and hate. What, what could go wrong? What do you want? Yeah. Yeah, it goes on for a little bit longer. What I would like for them to do is think twice about supporting a guy who is fueling hate in this country. But if you agree think that twice. rhetoric can lead to incitement, even if it just triggers one person to do something terrible, does it give you any pause about putting these people's names out in public? Well, Willie, they're already public. They're already out there. There are 11 and, retirees and, and one homemaker who are not public. Right. And this was already circulating. I shared it, so I didn't create the graphic. No, I think, if anything, I think what 
I am concerned about is the distraction from the fact that people are grieving in El Paso. Uh, that these folks and just got killed house. and yes. there are funerals that are being planned right now uh, and the world and the country should be focused on that okay so why are you not focusing on el paso then why are you're distracting by putting this stuff out there why don't you focus on that right think uh, twice or what or else exactly or else i tried to itemize his excuses that okay i thought about it and i still want to support donald trump now what yeah. I thought twice. I'll think about it thrice if you want. Yep. Still yeah. want to support him. Here's the check. You'll leave them alone at that think point. Again. I, w I wanted to lament. Well, you can lament without posting personal yeah. information. Yeah. You could even go on there and say, listen, I, I looked it up. There's like 40, 44 max donors to Trump in San Antonio. That bums me out. There you go. You lamented. You didn't, you didn't target anyone. You just lamented and you can do that. Uh, he said, start a conversation about what Trump is doing with these people's money. Yeah, they're well aware. That's why they cut him the they, check. That's, yeah. why, <laughs> yeah. that's why they gave him the money. Uh, um, now, of course, the results are predictable regardless of the intent. So the New York Times profiled some of these people or at least got in touch with them. Uh, one person in, uh, in San Antonio, a business owner at Precision Pipe Rentals, says... Um, I've had people, well, the, the, the article says for many businesses, a sudden deluge, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Deluge? All right. A phone, a phone calls might signal an influx of new customers, but most of the 25 calls Justin Herricks received before noon on Thursday were from people who wanted to tell him he was a white supremacist for doting, donating money to Donald Trump. He says, I've had people say, hey, we were going to use your business, but we found out that you were a racist, uh, it, it says the guy who owns a, a pipe rental and... Uh, oil and gas service company in San Antonio. We hope that you burn in hell and your business will go with you. Whatever. So let us want to do this. You guys want to do this? Who could have foreseen this would happen? Oh, I know. Certainly not Joaquin Castro. What an unfortunate development. I was just lamenting. Now in a twist, one of the people he outed was actually one of his own donors from a few <laughs> years back. And that that's ironic. Of course, a lot of people yeah. cross party lines with their donations because they, they want to be in good standing with politicians and people in power, regardless of who it is. Anyway, uh, th this particular guy who's a, a, an owner of a local real estate agency says, uh, quote, I was also on a list of people that gave to Castro. And if he dislikes me enough that he wants to put my name out there against Trump, uh, I'm not going to give any more money to him. Obviously, yeah, Castro feels pretty him. strongly against me. Yikes. Okay. Um, so my my overall take on this, uh, to the Castro defenders, yes, this is public information. Yes, it is protected speech. I'm not saying that it needs to be banned or censored. But you or know why he did this. But yeah, the question remains, why are you doing this? Yeah. And so I don't care what I don't care uh, what term you use to describe it. I don't care what the definitions are. And nobody's arguing it is or should be illegal. We just don't want to live in a country where your personal politics or who you choose to support get you targeted and harassed, um, particularly from public officials who are supposed to be representing you at the federal level. Okay. This will end badly. Oh, yeah. uh, so if you endorse this standard leftist, be very careful about it. This is this is the sort of stuff that makes our country unshareable. Mm -hmm. 
it's it's so funny like this the concept that you bring up of balkanization all the time is treated as like radical uh i don't know like ex extremist oh, type talk you but want to have a non-violent solution tell me how we're going to do it without complete separation with these wackadoos that don't give yeah, a shit about our constitution we can't associate ever we have to have separate separate coffee shops separate separate shoe companies separate everything we yeah. can't even we can't even make our political preferences known by making legal donations to candidates that we like without fear of being harassed by these people who don't like our political opinions. Right. We don't have free speech. We don't have 2A. It's like, what's what's the point? We, we yeah, don't share a country if we don't share these values. We should just start separating all geographical lines. And, and then so many on the left appear puzzled or frustrated that people choose not to submit. Yeah. It's like I've browbeaten you every every way I can think about, every way I can come up with. Why don't you just submit? That's not the way it works, man. You have to allow people basic human freedom, basic rights. Like, I don't know, supporting whoever the hell they want for political office. You have to be willing to let them do that. I would never do this. I would never. Could you imagine? Um, I Like, I was disappointed. Um, Gallatin County, where I live in Montana, oddly enough, went for Hillary in 2016. And I think it's because of a lot of the college kids who are here at Montana State University. Would I ever support going out and putting a list of all those college kids who voted Hillary in Gallatin County or whoever did and saying, these are the people responsible for turning this beautiful place over to the, the degenerate Democrats? Never, never in a million years. Now, you might have questions about- Yeah, but if they continue to do stuff like this, I'm open to the possibility <laughs> well, that we should retaliate. But only because you want to hold them to their standard. That's, yeah. that's why. In the ideal world, I don't want to do this. I don't want to harass and target people over their political preferences. That's a terrible country. That's not a free country where, you, where you're afraid to support political candidates if you're choosing because of what yeah. your neighbors will do to you. That's not freedom, man. And that it goes to show it's like the law and the legal structure can only uphold freedom so much. There has to be a freedom and liberty-loving culture that will uphold that prior to any oh, yeah. legal or government structure. And we're losing that, man. We're losing people who genuinely love freedom and liberty. Uh, people who will say, you know, I love my, my ability to exercise my freedom and liberty any way I choose. And the extension of that is you get the same benefit. Right. People, people are losing that. It's really frustrating to watch. I do have the solution. <laughs> Which is what? Uh, right wing R Deathbus? RW, <laughs> RWDS. RWDSs? I'll need a catchier acronym or something. Just have to think of something. Some some uh, some eight eight style code word to go yeah. with. All right. I gotta keep talk moving about along. this crazy trend. Yeah. Because I, uh, I I didn't catch a lot of the Blair, Jessica, Yaniv. Have it we was is, really hard to watch. I, will I didn't that. catch it all, but I caught the part that's important. So. Do you want to see the clip first? Or yeah, I guess okay. So, so Blair and Jessica Yaniv have this, um, this live stream, and they're gonna hash out all their differences on all the stuff we've been talking about with Jessica and Yaniv over the last couple of weeks about borderline sexual solicitation of children. And at one point during the stream, Jessica Yaniv uh, brandishes a taser, and that is what has actually become controversial out of the stream. This is what that looked like. Blair, you know. What? I don't need to be, I don't need to be scared in my own house that I'm going to get fucking attacked and which is illegal in Canada to send. But do you think that was like cute? Was that a moment for you? No, that wasn't a moment for me, but what I'm going to say here is it's real. The hate is it's real and the bonds is real. Okay, oddly enough, 
that has become what got Jessica Yaniv's apartment stormed or something? What happened here? What exactly yeah. happened? So the National Post said that after Monday afternoon with, on this live stream, um, where she brandished this weapon, she, no, this clear dude in a terrible wig, um, the Royal Canadian Mountain Police uh, went to her house, um, found two stun guns, pepper spray, bear spray, and she ended up being released on Tuesday morning. So she was put in a holding cell. So, yeah. I don't know why why she did this. She's why he did this. And it's this. strictly for the weapon. There's nothing yeah. to do with any of the prior controversy. Yeah, yeah. So I guess Canada's going to be a place where it's like, "Oh, you want to be a sexual predator to all these kids? That's fine, but you can't have a taser." What are, have charges been brought or is it just fine? Is it just I don't know. Do? I I guess it's fine. Uh, it, I I guess it's just going to blow over. But they did go and search because I, what I think happened were people online were contacting the police like you need to go to her house because it's illegal. Yeah, I saw a lot of people, the comment section. I mean, this stream is insane. And I think like a million people have watched this stream and the comment section is very lively as well. Yeah. And a lot of people were making comments to that effect. Yeah. Um, uh, so, it, yeah. How, this is this is uh, this is just. I guess peak woke, you could say. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to raid this person's home over a, a rather uh, innocuous personal defense weapon in possession and not over all of the creepy, weird sexual solicitation of kids offering child porn to kids, uh, planning to have some weird topless pool party where parents aren't allowed plotting to spy on children handling their tampons in the bathroom. I know. He is the embodiment of everything that is wrong with modern society. Like I was just watching this and I'm like, what a freak show. This, this is so crazy. Like this dude's just going to act like, like put on this wig, like pull out tampons in the interview and just act like this is all normal. Oh yeah. That was part of the interview too. I'm on my period and I carry these He was trying to say he's intersex, which is clearly not true. Intersex Hmm. people have some feminine qualities. Like that's a straight up dude dick and balls like we are reaching the point where self-defense is scrutinized more heavily than predation on children abuse. yeah yes i know uh, okay uh, hitting the stop on this ride the emergency <sighs> exit get me off the train <sighs> okay uh we got anything else what's what's this bit about uh, what's this racist rant? I don't know because I didn't watch through the stream. I only oh. watched like the first half. But in the post-millennial where I got this information from, Yaniv's discussion of the weapons followed a lengthy racist rant disparaging the East Indian and immigrant communities of BC, asserting that we fucked up people who migrate here who think they can do whatever they want. Hmm. Which I thought was interesting and strange. Well, that, that'll be treated seriously. Racism yeah. and self-defense are high crimes. Yeah, high crimes. Okay, uh, I we're finished up here. We'll we'll get on to hoax hate, the last uh, last segment of the show. Which I'm uh, well, this is an odd case. I I could see it going either way. But we got to do the ten minutes. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. And the swastika in this case is so bad, it's not even discernible what the orientation is. We'll get to it in a moment. But a a home in Sterling, Ohio, was lost in a fire Wednesday. Mm. And once the blaze was extinguished, the homeowners and the investigators found 
extremely an extremely poorly drawn swastika and racial slur graffiti on the property as well as on the neighbor's car uh and so this is now being investigated as a hate crime here's what that looks like this house in sterling in flames when first responders arrived around 1 a.m wednesday homeowners brad and angela phrase told a deputy they were at a hotel due to a previous accidental fire when they got the call what's going on uh someone got swastikas painted on the Garage. Really? Oh, that's you can nice. just see it from the back here. What exploded? Our neighbor called and said something. He uh, thought lightning. Investigators now looking into whether the arson was a hate crime because of huh. swastikas and racial slurs. <laughs> what the hell am I even looking at? Someone in the live chat just said spurgstika. Yeah, is that, what was the term we had last time? Was that it? I don't. That is the worst. So that forgot. person has never seen a swastika before. I, I don't even know what the hell's going on here. That's one. Just scribble it out, paint it over, and try again. Or yeah. at least, you know, spend a few minutes in a notebook trying to draw them with a pen first. That's that's among the worst we've ever seen. That is terrible. And Hail I think on the left-hand side, it says the N-word. I, I don't know. It's something like that. It looks like that's what I see. I, I think I see an R at the end. Okay. Anyway, the rest of the story. Spray painted on garages and a neighbor's truck. Hours before the explosion on Tuesday, crews were out here turning off gas to the home and removing this meter due to a strong odor of natural gas reported inside the home. This time the gas was on. You got me. Investigators say electricity had been shut off, but a stove burner was turned on, filling the home with gas, noticed by contractors. That's right. Deputies say there were no signs of forced entry, asking Angela this as they searched for answers. Are you having racial problems or anything around here? No. A week earlier, the couple reported a break-in through this back door, showing a deputy smashed appliances. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And damaged plumbing, but nothing was stolen. You have insurance in that redoing because you guys had a house fire. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I assume we have to make another claim now. This insurance company's gonna love us. Had there been hmm. any other insurance reports fraud. of any sort of racial incidents in this area prior to this? None that I can recall. This is a quiet area. It's rural, small town. Now, investigators, including the FBI, are conducting interviews to determine who set the fire and why. Right now, everybody is so-called on the table as far as being a potential suspect in this fire. Reading between the lines, I, I think that's kind of interesting. He's everybody is considered a suspect, including everybody. this drunk minority saying that somebody <laughs> drew swastikas on her house inexplicably, now, even though she's not Jewish. In a prior year, in a in a uh, in a in a prior time where I was much more naive in my perspective and the world was a much rosier place. Would you have place, ever believed this? I would have said to myself, nobody would burn down their own home in a hoax hate virtue effort. Of course, we have to flash back to two years ago in a case that was resolved earlier in the year. Yeah, there was uh, that one weird lesbian or transgender person, yeah. citizen of the year in his her small whatever Michigan town, legitimately burned down her own house Didn't and she killed kill her a dogs. bunch of her own pets. Yeah. Yes. Oh, for God. the virtue points. So That's it's so not as though the precedent doesn't exist before you think we're too crazy. And I just want to go through some of the details here that are of note. First of all, it's kind of confusing because they describe so many separate instances. And in yeah. a lot of other hoax hates, we've seen this pattern where you have repeated escalating incidents 
that the police have not been able to explain in either of the prior steps. And it's as though they keep trying to cry out because they're not satisfied with the response each and every time. So it all started with a a prior fire at the home. There was an accidental fire in July. I think this is the correct sequence because there was a fire and a a break-in. No, nope. That was insurance fraud that didn't go as well as they wanted it to. So then they staged the break-in and then they did the actual (sighs) fire that worked. Regardless of the order, we know for sure... Okay, so so the, the first was the 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 break-in in June. There was a there was a weird break-in in June where somebody supposedly broke into the home but stole nothing. That was mm-hmm. the first one. Okay? Then there was an accidental fire in July. And for that reason, the family because of the fire, the family had not been living in the home. This interracial couple, this guy and his oh. wife. Mm. They've been at a hotel, living in a, at a hotel for the last month while repair crews worked on the home. And as you heard mentioned in the piece there, both the gas company and the electric company had crews out there to shut off service to the home. I'm supposed to believe that they just left things in perilous, dangerous shape and caused the house to blow up. Yeah. Um, And and with the prior fire, there was no sign of forced entry. I, I don't know that we have an official cause on the prior fire at all. Um, and just think of the timeline of events so that the, you have the break in the fire, the family moves out cause they got to get stuff fixed as a result of the original fire. They're gone for like a month. And for some reason, after a month of their absence, the local Nazi goes, Hey, that kind of burnt, uh, the local Nazi vacant has never home. seen a swastika before. And, and also hasn't seen this family living there recently cause they've been gone for a month. Now he decides that vacant home that they're not occupying must get my trademarked awful swastika and get blown up. Why would he do that to the point that you identified too? You can see in the GoPro footage, the body cam footage for the cop in the prior fire, they're ve- the, the owner, the owner guy, husband guy is very aware of the insurance cash out. Yeah. You can hear him sa- talking to police saying, Oh man, after all these damage episodes, the insurance company is just going to love us. They're man. Gonna love us. They're, yeah. They're probably going to be scratching their heads after this. Is you the know, they had a claim. conversation where they were like, all right, we've got to burn the house down for the insurance money. What should be the angle? And the drunk wife was like, I would have paid some swastikas <laughs> on the garage. And because I'm black and you're white, we'll say that a Nazi that hates interracial couples did it. And by the way, speaking of the local Nazi who inexplicably targets this home, even though it's vacant, he also apparently is just starting his career. You heard the <laughs> cop say there, we've had no racial incidents. No in time. racial incidents. Yeah. So he's, he's a rookie Nazi, but you know, good, good first effort, kid. You're well on your way to an impressive <laughs> career. And last but not least, of course, the GoFundMe is already up despite oh, the insurance that they have. They've raised $1,700 mm-hmm. over the last three days out of their $10,000 goal. What are they funding? It doesn't really say. It just explains what happened to their home, supposedly. But if it's fully covered by insurance, why am I supposed to help you? That's why you have insurance. Anyway, uh, we'll have to check up on this story. I am very, very skeptical on this one. And this one seems like, it seems like one that the police might actually follow through on because of the significance of the destruction. When it's just like, yeah, someone painted on... We go your, and be your, rich. Right. Yeah. Well... Like in the case of the the lesbian or the transgender person in Michigan who actually blew up her own home similarly, <laughs> the the crime is so severe that the police are going to follow that through all good. the way. When you're just good. talking about like 
someone put some washable paint on my car window in the shape of a swastika. Yeah. That, yeah, that gets like an hour's worth of attention, then it goes away. I wouldn't be surprised if we find out exactly what happened here. And by the way, as always, if it comes out that it was the rookie Nazi who did this, I will update the story and I will eat crow. As we always that did wrong. that one time that it actually was a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the one time of the fantastic detailed swastika art at the, iron outside of the synagogue in Indiana yeah. and the dumpster wall thing. That one's <sighs> true. Okay. The, yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, as I said, hoax hate in the in the post Jesse Smollett world is um it's kind of drying up. So I always like to see the juicy cases coming back. Let's do some super chats and get out of here. Yeah. Um. Doesn't matter. Says death by Ark inside. How many conspiracy theories have to present themselves until you get a fact of conspiracy? I know, right? We're all conspiracy theorists now. Uh, hmm. Lunderware says suicide by broomstick impalement on his balloon knot. And double tap to the back of the head. Nothing to see here. Gross. God, dude. Um, that one's blue. harsh. I say Epstein is the catalyst for bringing the left and right together. This obvious assassination should not go unpunished. If there was ever a time to riot, it is now. I was saying that to my husband earlier today. I'm like, maybe we can all agree that he was totally murdered, right? Yeah, the powers that be, the establishment, quote unquote, is clearly, there's more information here that we should all be uh, made aware of. I think we could all agree on that regardless of politics. Thoughts and Blog says, I'm glad the person filling in for Blonde is another Asian. Anything else would be whitewashing. I'm still <laughs> outraged by the non-fascist washing. I mean, I bet Romy even believes in women's rights. Um, I, I know. know. It's it's going to be very polite. and, and uh, That gonna... one time she got super fashy, remember? Yeah, on our show she said what? Uh, something about... It was, this was like two years ago, man. I, I think remember. it was the period blood art. Gosh, I, can't, I forget what she said. She did like, I don't know. She started speaking in German and then that was it. Something um, about, yeah, it was something about like eugenics or like controlling people's reproduction yeah. or something like that. I, I forget. I do love Rowing Millennium. Um, Michael Azari, late to the party. Did you guys see that Jessica Yaniv got arrested for whipping out a taser during Blair, Blair yeah. White's debate with her? Oops, that was gender language. Yes, we just talked about it. Um, Pokemon Fetish says Jeffrey Epstein is Alec Jones, Elizabeth Ward is Janet Reno, and Blonde is wonderful. Thanks. <laughs> Austin Lord says how to make leftist head explode. Trump appoints special counsel to investigate Epstein's case. Oh man, that'd be sweet. Yeah, they, they, will they hate him for that? Yeah, really. Hmm. Um, Pokemon Fetish, remember DC Madame Gary Webb, the women behind the Panama Papers, and also I got drunk and looked up Digimon porn. I feel so dirty right now. I don't know what that is. Well, now you're mentally ill and you can't buy a gun from under the red flag laws. Congratulations. What is that, you guys? Digimon? Yeah. Wasn't Digimon, uh, people are going to be mad at me, but it wasn't it like sort of a Pokemon knockoff, basically? Uh, I don't know. Live chat's not telling me. Hopefully because they don't know. Yeah. Um, Pokemon fetish. Matt and Sargon once made love. Matt at Sargon to come on his show, but Sargon is too selfish a lover and came on a picture of Anita. You guys are disgusting. Digimon is a ripoff. Of that's that's a borderline true story. Can confirm. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Second half. Um, go check out Deviant Art. Why? I don't want to see. I guess they do all know. Gross. About what Digimon? Digimon porn. Will you Google it? Really? Oh, quick? I don't want. Uh, you want me to? inform you what digimon is just the porn aspect i don't want to see that i, I don't want to see it either but i want you to see it and then tell me what it looks like no uh, matthew self use DuckDuckGo. it's fine uh, matthew <laughs> self said we can we can say everything they want us to say on our behalf and they will still expect more look at what the new york times headline said and they changed it yeah um yeah yeah that that was i wish we had more time to talk about that but yes a political interest brow beat one of the again former 
uh, you know, foremost journalism outlets in this country into taking an objective headline of fact and twisting it into an agenda-driven editorialized statement. Yeah. Uh, they're saying don't do it in the live chat. And the no, live chat's to. telling you not to do it. You should not do it. I'm not doing it. Uh, Levi Sam Juno says, greetings, short-time follower, first-time supporter. I really appreciate your well-researched, rationally reasoned content and enjoy both of your voices, faces every week. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thanks. Um, Laurel says, Ecclesiastes said 3.8, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, hmm. uh, a time of peace. Recognize that the Bible says there is a time to hate. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, there is no place for hate. <laughs> Biblically uh, justified hatred. This is an interesting angle. Uh, people are like, Blonde's going to check us out after the show. I'm really <laughs> curious. But Wait, you're talking about curious about biblically justified hate or Digimon porn? Digimon porn. Ah, of course. Uh, Scott Hoover, sorry, or hey guys, sorry if you talked about this already, but did you hear about the guy who walked into Walmart in Springfield carrying an air yeah. 15 thoughts, exercising his rights or being a douche? Why? I mean, he was... I think both. I don't both. think they're mutually exclusive. Yeah. I mean, you can exercise your rights. You can exercise your free speech rights in a douchey way too. Absolutely. Bo Kazi, there's a video of Trump disavowing and denounced not just back in 20, 2015, 2016, but going as far back as the 90s when he was asked about it in an interview. Also, CNN Richard Spence had Richard Spencer on their show. Seriously? Yeah, this was just a couple weeks ago. Oh, wow. Remember that? I, I forget why, uh, but he was on with Jake Tapper, I think. Jeez. Um, Peter Edwards, careful using MSNBC clips on YouTube. They'll go after you for a copyright strike. They've done it to others and they don't respect fair use. I'll fight them. He will. We'll fight him. Uh, Dakota no, Stan. in real talk, like I have to clear our clips beforehand to make sure they're clear of the yeah. bot. Yeah. That's part of the annoying process that YouTube makes for us. But yeah, we're, we're, we're as careful as we can be on that front. If MSNBC wants to come after me manually, um, then we'll have a legal fight on our hands. And if yeah. they actually want to go to court, there's nothing I'm doing that's outside yeah. protection of the law. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Dakota Stanton, I'm not going to imply, goes on to imply, I know. Yeah. Uh, Vox XX Sozy says, uh, sending this so when I watch the podcast after work, I'm reminded when I play my violent video games to not suddenly have an urge to commit the shooting with my dad's full auto bolt action 70 cal akimbo pistols. <laughs> well, that's a sweet setup if that's if that's legit. Yeah, really. Hmm. Um, Pokemon fetish. I have been analyzing how often these people blink to determine when they're lying as a professional poker player. Let me tell you, hmm. the tell is easy to spot. It's on the bottom right corner of the screen. Huh. Um, Nala Black, been a while since my last pound of flesh. I've been working 70 hour weeks. Oof, since wow. March. And I haven't had time to watch the show live, but I did tonight. Love you guys. Thanks for the Sandy Safe Space. Thank well, you, thanks. Nala. We appreciate it. Um, Anjam Barry says, New Zealand. Uh, has no people and no land borders. Austra Australia has a couple American cities worth of people and no land borders. These countries are not comparable to the United States. Oh, yeah. And the other thing I, I had in the notes and I totally forgot to mention with those countries, uh, the idea that it worked as designed in Australia is is a highly debatable contention. Yeah. And secondarily, the idea that it worked in New Zealand, that's up that's up in the air, man. It's not working right now. No, no. Indeed. And it was just enacted within the year. And I think they turned uh, the the latest numbers are something like 700 to 1000 uh firearms voluntarily turned into police under this uh this buyback. And that's out of 1.5 million firearms right. estimated to be in the country and 13 and a half thousand estimated quote unquote military style semi-automatics. The idea that it's working effectively, hmm. uh not conclusively demonstrated in any way. Leapshin talks is remember to check out my Chan Leapshin talks. Epstein um off himself because they told him the other way out would be much worse. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Linda where Matt 
back in 29 or 2009 with the last gun ban scare under Obama, it took only two and a half months for my tax stamp on my suppressor. Get that shit as soon as you can. I, I actually just got my tax stamp on Monday for my SBR, which I'm ecstatic about, but I don't have any outstanding as uh, uh, tax stamp applications for suppressors yet. Um, mostly because I'm trying to be very financially responsible after Susan Wiki Wiki tried to delete a main source of income within the yeah. last couple of weeks. But Bitch. yes, uh, point taken. Like if this stuff starts to escalate, I will be willing to um, expedite some of my purchases uh, because you know out of fear that these things will be made unavailable in in yeah. coming months or years. Brooks Neil Blonde, you called me Brooke last week, and for that you get the catapult. Oh. On a serious mm. note, can good, honest people succeed in politics in today's world? It feels unlikely now. Love the show. We were talking about this with a patron last week, weren't we? I think pol to be a politician, you inherently have to be a corrupt individual. It's just like the game of politics is only for people that are willing to do immoral things, I think. Probably true. I mean, I don't know really any politicians, even at the local level, personally. So it's hard for me to say, but I, I yeah, I, I also don't know anyone who would say, yes, I would love to be one. Right. You could, you could, if I could, if you could, if I could press a button to make myself president tomorrow. Absolutely not. I would never trade the life I have right now to be the president of the United no States. No freaking way. That would be a terrible job. Yeah. Um, Aaron McAndrew, we're at the point where long exhaustive effort is needed to assess and improve the mental health of these culturally abused young men. Gun, gun mm. legislation is only treating the symptoms and poorly. Yes, we talked about this at I length on our right. show last week. I totally agree with you. Um, Kevin, uh, no, no, Kevin, the honest bad, refuse, huh? it's that's the second one I skipped. Um, Leonis Rafir, heading to work. Have a good night, both of you, uh, both you and Blonde. Enjoy your, thank you so much. Josh Frost says, I love this show. It has the hottest host with the sexiest body that I think about every night and his co-host is Blonde. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, Chris uh, Fellbach or Filebach says, Joe Biden's 30330 seems to know only four phrases. Help, fuck you. Why is Google making me censor this? Stop and oops. <laughs> Everything else I tried doesn't get you a response. Yeah. Babel triumphant. In Texas, it's illegal disorder it's illegal disorderly conduct to carry a long gun in a manner calculated to cause alarm. Hmm. I think this is a reasonable restriction. Other I people in the live chat defined. I don't know how that's been I don't defined know. in practice. Other people, I don't know if this is true, but other people in the live chat told me that he was carrying it ready and in front of him. That is a huge difference. Yeah. Like if if he's, you know, if if it's if it's if he has it up I mean, if he's aiming it, something like that, yeah. I, Even if he's carrying it in front of him in, in a ready yeah, hand position. On, hand on the grip or something yeah. like that, yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, I'm not it, saying it's illegal, but I mean, my God. Like, again, yeah, ex it's it's just a come on, it's a come on man moment. Like, what yeah. are you doing? What are you doing? John Martin, a good friend just moved to Nampa, Idaho, another California escapee, fully conservative. I envy her escape, but I'll just have to be a fifth column. Nampa, Idaho actually is the highest quality of living in the entire country. Hmm. That's uh, what, right outside of Boise? It's a Boise suburb, I believe. Yeah. Um, first son of man, why can't I send a super chat? Blonde gut health is super important. Probiotics and pill form and food help me eliminate my anxiety by 99%. Hi, Matt. Wow. I don't know. My anxiety is a different story. Um, Pokemon fetish. I didn't want anyone harassed or targeted. Epstein was also just starting a conversation about the Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin Buckley Sounds says, right. screw you, Joaquin. My family has been in San Antonio since the 1880s, and they're all a bunch of Trump supporters. I bet they're a bunch there. Hmm. Liberal Slayer. Hey, sure, it's legal and already out there. 
But just because something has a sign above a hole in the bathroom <laughs> saying stick dick here for a good time doesn't mean I'm going to do it. Fair point. That uh, is a fair yeah. point. Um, Semper ad meliora. So you pointed a gun at someone. What was your intention? My intention was to lament gun violence. Bull excrement. Yeah, it was to illustrate to them how unfortunate a gun violence scenario is. Um, Pokemon hmm. fetish. Matt, you're absolutely correct. Endorsing the standard of outing people's names for political reasons has no excuse. I would never tell people that your persona is from the Underworld movies. I, I don't understand that. Uh, is that a reference to the Skag gamer tag or the the username? If so, the origin is not that. But I've, it's a I've, Simpsons origin, yeah. It's a misheard Simpsons reference. I've explained it a few times before. I don't even know if that's what he's talking about, so I don't want to go deep I into also it. Don't know. But yeah, Ooh, my leg is asleep. Um, Jacob says, "Hey Matt, I'll give you ten dollars minus YouTube's cut if you can guess the ethnic origin of the surname Yaniv." Hint: It's not Chinese. Why, why don't you Google it for us? <laughs> I'm not playing this game. <laughs> Carry uh, on. Polaris589. Tasers are illegal in Canada. How are people supposed to protect themselves from Jessica? You need. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair point. Flint Huff. I, I, I find that really weird. That Are they just illegal straight up? Or do you have so. to be like licensed or something like that? Uh, I guess they're illegal. That's inquire. Um, where was I? Flint Huff says, shut up and take my money. First time contributor. Thanks for the great work. Well, we will take you. your money. Pokemon fetish. How could someone have so much heat, hate, heat in their hearts? He kept asking Mama, <laughs> "Why would someone draw that so wrong?" Uh, Tori D says that That's is a clearly one. a North Carolina Tar Heel sign. It was um, closer to that, probably. Yeah. Kevin Flanagan. As an Ohioan, this is an embarrassment. I guess I need to travel down to Sterling and teach him a thing or two about drawing proper spots yeah you need to go train that on, kid Kevin. in sterling the local rookie nazi i know right he's not he's he needs some mentor mentorship default mentor, username out of mentorship? all the people mentorship? surprised by jeffrey epstein suicide no one was more surprised than jeffrey epstein i've seen that one uh rim shot for everyone <laughs> circulating that one that's a good one it's, he was good. shocked Figget Tree says there's a better structured interview of Yaniv by this channel, Mark Hughes Comedian. He pretended to be a supporter of Yaniv and got her Ooh. to spend about half the interview uh, deriding Sikhs. She also laughed about getting a salon shut down. What a bitch. That's sneaky. Um, Nettie OC, my local news played a clip about a car fire, supposed to supposedly a hate crime, spray paint swastikas, and all the next day I searched their website for it, but the video had been mysteriously disappeared. Why I wonder why. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. The legendary Jason. He's not dead, just protected. Yeah. Say my name, Blonde. Huh. Um a Pokemon fetish. Uh the reason I've been skipping some of yours is because I realize that with the exchange rate, you're like under ten dollars. Oh. That abuser. Yeah. I only realize this now. It's actually like seven bucks with the exchange rate. That. So yes. I'm just reading like every third one. Sorry, no, dude. We appreciate it. Um, Rainer Chen, my sis working for PP wanted a divorce. I asked her why she, I asked her why she wanted that super thick chick from work. She said she's into apocalypse survival now and she wanted to be prepared. Wonder what that means. I don't understand. Huh. I don't understand this theme. It must've been explained to us at some point. Yeah. It's over my head. Unfortunately. Sorry. Uh, reality lobster eyes wide shut was released 20 years ago. Kubrick said it was not complete fiction. Also, what happens to Trump's a department store uh, rap, rape victim? I was like, rap three, a rape victim? Uh, will next week be a job interview for a weekly safe space three-way? Yeah, really. What <laughs> happened to her? 
Yeah, she disappeared very quickly. Yep. Uh, Elliot Brown, I'm not saying I know this for a factory between the lines, but I would be very surprised if a lot of guns weren't being buried in steel boxes in backyards out here in New Zealand. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, well, we, one would wonder where all the ones that have not been turned in, where are they hanging out? Yeah. yeah. Um, Nettie OC, these new gun incidents have opened a window into how logical conversations on the subject are difficult to have with friends who I long thought at least moderately intelligent. Any suggestions? I don't know. Dump them. Dump, dump your friends that are stupid. <laughs> uh, when I, as I've said many times, um, the good, the friends who don't agree with you, but are worth keeping show a few qualities. One of which is a non hostile response to the Socratic method, by which yeah. I mean, just like not, not asking why, why, why to be annoying like a toddler, but just in good faith asking, why is it that you believe this? And keep pushing until you get to kind of those base level principles or, or premises. And then the other thing, the friends that disagree with you that are worth keeping, in my experience, are they're, they're the ones who don't moralize. Yeah. So even when they disagree with you, they're not going to call you a stupid, evil Nazi and try to shame you for your beliefs. Or tell you you're a bad person. Yeah. So even if you have zero agreements, if you have a friend who's willing to put up with a, a good faith line of questioning back and forth exercise and someone who's not going to judge you morally for it. I'd say, st I'd say keep at it yeah. um, because I've had friends change my mind that way. And I've changed my friends' minds that way. So apply those two tests. If they fail those two tests, boot them. They're, they're yep. not worth your time. Um, Jeff Vincent, how do you feel about Blexit? Do we not need the conservative black voice to win Brandon Tatum, Jericho green, amazing Lucas and so on. I'd love to see you guys engage with them and much love. Um, I think it's great. hundred yeah. percent. Awesome. I support yeah. it fully. And that's the thing we we've talked about that on this show prior. And we've had some guests on to talk about that issue too. It's the sort of thing where um, I don't, I don't want this to be the case of course, but it's like, there's, it's never going to be the case that some like, white ironically it's what always ha has to happen in the progressive worldview that like some white savior goes and imposes values upon the black community it won't happen the other way around either that is to say like conservative or constitutional values i don't think will be as more readily adopted within the black community by white messengers and i don't like that that's the case but but i do think that the that the most effective messengers like the candace owens of the world I'm not saying they're 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 tremendously talented, of course, mm -hmm. um, and they can stand on their own talent. But I I I think that the race helps. I sort of hate that that's the case, but it it certainly helps. Like having a black messenger in the black community helps a ton, and yeah. I'm really happy to see it because, as I said earlier, I want everybody to do well under these proven values that 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 generally do well for everybody. I don't Agreed. I don't want to like. Uh, hoard them to ourselves or something. I want everyone to have the same freedoms, everyone to have the same prosperity and whatever the me best mechanisms are to get people to embrace that mindset and that worldview. I'm all in favor of. Agreed. Um, last one, darling Kate says last week, word phrase of the day was referring to the phrase. All mainstream media use the same phrase or word. The walls ah. are closing in blood on his hands, et cetera. That's I right. see. I see. We want to know who comes up with it and passes it out. Keep up the good work. You guys give us hope. That is true. Have you seen that crazy video? I, I, I see people do it all the time. Like uh, H3H3 did it where they overlaid all these local news stories. Yeah. And it's yeah. the people saying exactly the same thing with the same cadence. It's like someone, some higher up is distributing um, 
exact scripts for how to deal with certain events. In those cases, a lot of those local stations are owned by national networks. Right. Uh, same with local newspapers and things like that. You, you do things, you do see things like that, and you know, okay, this is not simply one person in an industry parroting another person in the industry because they were too lazy to write their own script or something. Yeah. It's clear that it's based on a directive. Yeah. Yep. All right. We're good on Super Chat. Okay. Uh, real quick over on Streamlabs before we're out of here. Um, let's see. I've got to go down a little further than I thought. Let's see. Uh, Buximus. <laughs> <laughs> Which which choice are you more excited more excited for in 2020? Donald, red flag Trump, or Joe mandatory buyback Biden? I hope it doesn't come to that. I hope so, I hope wiser voices get to the president, and this is just classic Trump talk that means nothing. Yeah. Because in that case, I just won't vote. I just wouldn't vote for either. I'm not doing. I and I hate that. I hate abstaining because I want to make a choice. I want to exercise my right to vote, but I can't vote between two things that are unacceptable to me. Yeah. Redica says, in defense of that girl that had asked Biden the question, she seems to be indignant for being condescended to by a bumbling buffoon, but she but she is asking the equivalent of are traps gay? Which <laughs> yeah. would have been a better question. Yeah. It would have been a better question, yeah. Mitu says the death of Epstein has led to the first thing all Americans agree on in a long time. Epstein was suicided. <laughs> At least we're supposed to agree on. Redica says, fuck you, Castro, you spineless little puss of a man. You will not stand by your actions and live with the consequences you spiteful, hateful uh, of your spiteful, hateful demonstration against the deplorables you want out of your community. This was trying to get someone hurt until I hear a better explanation from him of what he was trying to do. Yeah. I yeah. have to assume the motivation was harassment at bare minimum. Phil says the only conversation we should be having with the Castro brothers is GTFO. This is not your country. These people will say something bombastic and then I'll act all innocent. Logic. <laughs> To its uh, con to its conclusion, well, uh, we can nominate them for annual catapult uh, people, I suppose. Yeah. Bravo type says Joe Biden's brain selector switch is stuck on three retard burst with a full magazine and creepy pedo claw on the trigger. That's that's that was good. Blonde, you got hotter. Uh, you, you are hotter than a space shuttle on reentry, and Matt's probably not gay. That's a fantastic compliment. I appreciate that. Thank I you. Appreciate it. All Matt has ever wanted is to be told he's not gay. Not that gay, or probably <laughs> not gay. I'll take it. Smiling Archer says apparently Castro also dropped Hispanics off the list of Trump supporters. I didn't see that, but that's mm. that's especially scandalous. If yeah. true, the answer to Castro is found by a is found in a certain 1970s Chile leader. That would be the uh, what free helicopter rides. The answer to the Sargon riddle is that they're all boomers. I thought Esiason would have tipped you off. I see. But, uh, oh, that's that's Boomer Esiason's uh, real name must have been. I thought maybe it was like his dad or something. But, of mm. course, Boomer is a nickname. Fair point. Redicus, we didn't start the fire. It's been burning since the cross was turning. Uh, we didn't start the fire. It's been burning since insurance was uh, was filed hail hortler <laughs> the mighty sumo oh i, I that, that one i should that one's uh, thank you for supporting the show <laughs> Me too. richard spencer on cnn trump is your crazy drunk uncle yeah that sounds like an endorsement to me hmm. uh we actually have a few more super chats and thank don't. you to d live uh top top contributors corsair captain and christopher appreciate you guys supporting the stream over there all right. Um, Pineapple Potamus says, when is violence right? We talk about this all the time on the show. When it is instigated upon you and only thereafter, we cannot be the ins instigators of violence. But 
we do have a right to defend ourselves. Yep, self-defense. Um, Elliot Brown, but seriously, why does the best music come from the South? Uh, black people. Is that why? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that must be what he's talking about, right? I don't know. Uh, CG, wrong again, Matt. Liberia had the exact same constitution as the U.S. when the country was founded and had the same rights. See how that turned out? Black self-rule is not possible. Migration proves it. On that wow. note. Spicy. Uh, no, I, I'm not saying possible, not possible. I'm saying I want I want everybody to come around to these values. That's all yeah. I'm saying. I'm not making comments on who can or can't. Um, and I don't know anything about the history there. I'd have to check it out. I love ending on the on super chats like that. Uh, yeah, we're good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll, I'll flog myself and do 10 hail seasons. So okay. I'll see you guys on Wednesday and then enjoy right. Roaming Millennial on Sunday. And then I'll be there um, thereafter, the weekend thereafter. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So you'll be back on the Sunday show in two weeks. Yeah. In the meantime, the show will carry on. Next week, you will get the polite agreement hour of total non-controversy. So I hope you'll come and uh, entertain me nonetheless, because... Certainly, we're going to need the Kevins and the Phils and the Camerons to spice up the show a little bit. Um, anyway, appreciate you guys hanging out with us live tonight and keeping us in touch with the facts. If you're listening later on demand uh, on YouTube or DLive or on an audio platform, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there's more of the show on those audio platforms. If you want to listen back to the call-in show or extra interviews you might not find on YouTube, you can check those out. They're all linked, as is everything else related to this show, on the fancy website. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com. Whatever your needs are, you can find them there. Uh, we will be back next Sunday with Lauren Chen, because if it's Sunday... Sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. Have a fun vacation, Blonde, although we'll I see will. you on Wednesday. Bye, too. guys.